It's okay. It's okay. He won't hurt us. He, he would have killed me by now. Okay? I think it's because we're not actually part of the movie. He doesn't really know what to do with us. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... It's Rolf. With me today is Rolf <laughs> and a special guest starring Irish person. Why would it be me? I'm always after. Yeah, shut up. Who is you? Who is you? Who are you? Who is you? Yeah. What's the matter you? Yeah, it's Matt over I'm, here. I'm the, one, the, once, uh, the once a year guest, guest the, star. Our annual guest star. This is <laughs> becoming a tradition for the last four years, I want to say. It's been more than that. Has it been that. more than that? Sure, I'm so yeah. bad with time. I, if you tell me it's been ten years of doing this, I would believe you. Uh, I don't think it's been ten years, but I think it's been it's five or six. Shut up, I'd say because we did at least like two probably at Ralph's house. We did one at yours for sure. We did yeah. one or two at mine where you I guys came that. over like before I, the Christmas party. I remember that and we did two of those. I remember one or two of those. Then last year we did online. This year doing online. I'd That's say right. probably six. Okay. This is probably my sixth one. Damn. We should uh I should look into that and double make so sure. So I'm trying to get the, the digital Yeah, yeah, yeah. The digital I mean, we're, uh, we're creating archives double, of this. We're, we're creating double footprints here. Uh, Matthew here is recording on his own. Yeah. And not to mention obviously I'm I am as well for the podcast. So I'm gonna creep on your website we have, now. We have lots of evidence here. Um yeah, so if you want to find the full, unedited, unrated Zack Snyder cut, go to Matt's website, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> the Twitches. Go to the Twitches. The Twitches. Right, the Twitch. Thank you. Um, okay, well, thank you for coming back uh, with us, Matt, once more. Uh, this is our top 10, our, or I should say our best TV shows of 2023. This is what that show is. We're going to count down our favorite top 10 TV shows of the year. Obviously, that released that year. No weirdness here. This is not a Luke show. Um, as well as, uh, we'll be doing, you know, a lot of TV talk because obviously this is a movie podcast. Uh, we take advantage of this time of year to talk about other greater things. Like we also watch TV. We also play video games and whatnot. We don't do a gaming top 10 anymore, but, um, but at least with TV, we get to like, at least talk about it at this time and see how the year felt to us. So. With that in mind, there are a few things that happen in TV uh, this year. Uh, Raf, are you starting me off or starting us off with something? All right, so yeah, I have a weird like. Yeah. Um, I uh-huh. technically so I have my number, my my top ten for sure. Um, uh-huh. But my number right. one is it's such a it's it's always my number one like forever at all times almost okay. always. So I feel like I should just give you my eleven through two. Instead of my, and then just tell you what my number one is, because it's like. Oh, I see. Like, have the number one be the, the honorable, not the honorable mention. Sorry, uh, there's a word for it. Um, <sighs> the overall winner. I don't know. Yeah, all. maybe or like the right. Maybe the overall winner. I don't know. It's weird to say, but it's it's. So I, I'm curious. I don't know if I want to give you my eleven through. Like I said, my eleven through. Two, I see. Uh-huh. Or if I should just give you my. My top ten. I can give you my top ten with my number one being so, my number one. It is, it's not a big deal for me. I don't mind either way. Uh-huh. I just I, I don't know what the preference would be here. I feel like it's my I feel like it's my scapegoat every year. So I don't know. It's like it's not my number one every year, but it, I mean it kind of is. So always, I'm going to tell you something harsh, and yeah. let me know if you agree with this, Matt. I think you could tell us your eleven to two in order to give us something different as your number one, which you say it's like the same every year, right? Yeah. Um, and if uh, anyone who knows Raf here um, would know the answer to that number one, by the way. Right. Um, 
I would tell you, Rafa, if you were to do that, mm-hmm. then you don't have your number one is your number one. Your number two is your number one to me. And that'll be that way in every single website we record and it'll be that way on our show notes so you're gonna have to live with that that it'll be written that way right as long as you know you yourself know what's your actual number one your number so zero if right you right right my number zero yeah, yeah but so to us and the yeah. website your number yeah. one will be your number one sure you know? yeah i mean my number one's not like the worst i'm just saying if, we, if, I, if I went I'm that fine way with it, if you're fine with that my number one's gonna be the worst so like i mean it's, i like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that but at the same time it's like does my show mm-hmm. need more exposure? Like, I just feel like I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not as far exposure. It's about what you're willing to live up with. Live, right, up, right. live with. Sorry. Yeah. So um, you make a decision based on that. You could surprise me. For sure. You don't have to tell me right now. Yeah. I think it'll be fun if I don't know. Yeah. Um, if I All find right. out, I'll, I'll know the answer then. I'll know if you chickened that or not. That's really the thing. Yeah, I guess so, right? Um. Real quick, obviously the the strikes happened this year. Uh, this twenty twenty three, obviously, went twenty twenty four right now. Um, the I'm talking about the writer strike, director strike, actor strike happened. It affected TV, the TV landscape. It didn't affect it right away. Obviously, this is something where it's going to affect later on because they started um, Netflix, especially, never stopped, never blinked once on on not, on not like on holding holding back their release schedule. At least that I noticed. They were releasing shows left and right like it was still coming out, you know, going out of style. Um, any any strange after effects from the strike that you guys fear uh, going into our new year or that you notice in 2023? Anything like that at all? I know that we're not the biggest TV watchers on the planet here, but we do watch it. Um, anything strike your fancy? Or, or, you caught in, or you thought was interesting? Anyone can just chime in there. I'm trying to think. I know. And probably, like, there's definitely some stuff that they push back, like, six months. But, like, right off the top of my head. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying I to guess think, like, one thing would be, although I guess it wasn't the writer's strike. It kind of started it. Was uh, the new Daredevil that they're rebooting. They, I like, think that is one of them. Team. They, like, mm-hmm. they fired everybody, and they've re- they're reshooting everything. Yeah, Disney is going through some some real enlightening. Like they're like they're double guessing, yeah. they're double check, they're triple king everything they're doing. It's like they are being too cautious, I, so they're not even pulling the trigger at anything they're doing. Well, I think they, I think they were overly you yeah. know like open overly, before, overzealous. Though. Yeah, very much. Well, oh, yeah, like, yeah, they were fucking up in my opinion, and oh, yeah, like also yeah. this is like the opposite. They're fucking up in a different way now. It's like they're not even pulling it. To, it's like they're just wasting time right now. Just, yeah. yeah. It's not even releasing anything because they're canceling everything yeah, it's halfway through. Yeah, they only have like two shows, I think, slated for next year now. And um, I don't know. I really? think a lot of it for sure is because of the Marvels and how it tanked. But I think a lot of it is because that writer's strike like forced them to prioritize stuff. Yeah, they only have one like, Marvel movie. And to like decide what they really want to like make because it's probably cost them a shitload of money. But yeah. Right, and they only have one Marvel movie slated, two shows, like you said. I don't know what else there is. I hope uh, hope Andor is one of those. Um, they need a win. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I, I think Andor will be that for them. But we'll see about that. Um, you're right about the Daredevil. That's what I heard anyway. I don't really know for sure, right? But another one that affected uh, was affected by the strike, and this is more of the future. This is more for this year, 
is uh, Severance was pushed back. Severance was slated to either be out by now or have been out in 2023. Am I wrong there, Ralph? I think that's how fast they were setting to make it, right? I think so. Um, obviously, that got pushed back. Like I said, it didn't come out Severance season two. Um, that's an Apple TV show. I know that that's one of them. At least that's the one I noticed because that's one of my highest fucking loved shows right now. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the strikes were a real thing. It did affect a lot of people. You know, it got a lot of people buried in like their 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 careers died before they got started. So many things got canceled midway. So many projects we'll never know about. Uh, unless yeah, that's that's out. the one. Um, I don't know about downside about TV and movies yeah. is they keep everything so close to their chest. Like you never even know what, yeah, really truly got canceled. Or well, that's another thing. Netflix, our family like has been finally showing their cards. Right, they showed. Uh, I don't know how long ago, a few weeks ago, uh, their 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 2023 year their fiscal year they showed the best shows they've have in numbers they gave us i don't know if the numbers are fake or anything that's we don't know but like they gave us a sneak peek into what their numbers say and we saw crazy shit like that one show um the night agent is like one of the highest watched shows i mean it's my number 10 so uh, well, well, thanks for ruining that. Uh, but you're right. Uh, it's not, guys. It's not. It's actually his number eleven. Uh, um, <laughs> and uh, no, I, I'm just saying, like a little surprising, like that show, that show, really. But you know, uh, and there are other shows too that we never heard of before because they're like foreign language, and all you know, everyone in Europe watched it, you know, or whatever the case is. So we got a little hand, a little sneak peek into what Netflix uh, as uh, algorithms uh, portray and stuff, or whatever you know the results. And that's kind of rare. I never seen that before. We saw the list. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's probably because of strikes, maybe not, but because of a lot of things. Uh, one thing I do want to mention that was weird, and this is on Netflix as well. Did anyone see the the game show Squid Game? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the game show. No. The game show. No. I, saw, the, I, no, I didn't see the right. whole thing. I just saw parts of it. My uh-huh. wife watched it. So. Um. I found this really funny in a really bad way. Like, I feel bad for humanity kind of way. Um, it's, if anyone's seen... We've all seen the show. I think it made our top 10 that year. Right? Everyone, right? Um, Squid Game, amazing show. Uh, very singular vision going on there. This is a Korean drama thriller, horror kind of. Um, it's kind of hard to describe that show. Um, it goes places. It's about It's about tyranny. It's about... The lower class, right? It's about capitalism and the downfalls. That's about all this stuff. And so Netflix made a game show real version of Squid Game where it highlights and embraces capitalism in the absolute worst ways that the show was ragging on. And I found that to be um, really uh, callous and kind of dumb. Am I wrong? Am I wrong thinking this? Like you made a game show based on the hit TV show that completely contradicts why the game show shouldn't exist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I found that funny and devastatingly sad at the same time. Honestly, I think uh-huh. the reason they made it is because Mr. Beast already did his proof of concept. And they're like, you know what? Hmm. Mr. Beast got millions of views, so we're going to fucking do it. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, no, it's project. clearly for money, but it's just so it's, it's like they missed the point of the whole thing. 
Like, you know, I think they got the point completely. I mean, maybe the show's point is off, but or is it wrong? They're meeting for money. (laughs) I think they got the point completely. Right. (laughs) It's just so weird that they wouldn't give a shit about that. It's like such a contradictory thing. What a weird move. Um, if you understand what's going on there. Anyway, I want to mention that real quick because that bothered me when I first saw that there was a game show of this fucking thing, which I've only seen one trailer of, did not actually see an episode. All right. Um, one last question before we begin, guys, is that is there a clear winner network, stream, mm-hmm. site, or service that uh, for you, at least, even if it maybe, maybe didn't make your top 10 picks, but still provided the most entertaining for you. Can you guys think of one? Is there like a solid winner? So it wasn't mind? Max. I'll tell you that right now. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. It wasn't Max. It wasn't Max. Right. Max Max is a new thing. Max is a new thing in 2023. Right. Yeah. Um, right? It's formerly known as HBO. Max. HBO. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Yeah. HBO or Max, the one the one for HBO, right? Um, so not, I asked for the opposite of that. But, right. Uh, right. I just wanted to let you know it wasn't that. It um, wasn't Max. Right. I think so, I mean my list of most most shows watched come from a mix of Crunchyroll and Netflix, but I guess the most Same. shows I really watched was Netflix. Really? Okay, Netflix still your winner, huh? Yeah, I mean, just looking at my list here, I yeah. combined my list with every 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 other you know what's it called a streaming service that I have here, and then Netflix almost beats it by itself and just shows that I've seen. Yeah. So like it just has the in, most in the, in the number. Yeah, I mean they have the most shows for they sure. They have the most shows for okay, sure. Right now, mean, they have the most shows released for sure. Yeah, yeah they have one or two every week without fail. This whole without week. fail. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of trash that I would never watch. Well, yeah, there has to be. There's <laughs> right. one or two I mean, new ones every other day. Well, there's, yeah, a, there's a ton of it, and I was going through my viewing activity, and yeah. I didn't even catch some of the stuff I watched because it's it, it's impossible because it's like oh hey you're I watched episode eight of this and I was like well what about one through seven. Because I know I saw them, you know, like it's not there. Yeah. But, you know, for just for as an, as an example. But, I mean, me and my wife considerably watch Netflix way more than any other. But it also caters to us very much so. Like, yeah. Like, we like Korean dramas. Guess what Netflix has? A, a lot dramas. of Korean fucking A lot of Korean dramas, yes. It's yes. Just like, From what I can tell, it does. It is what it is. Matt, do you have a clear answer for you as well? I mean, probably Crunchyroll because that's usually what I end up watching. Yeah, that's true. You guys but, are a bunch uh, of, uh... Let's see. I, I've i got, like, a couple Disney Plus on my list, just of things I've watched. A couple Max. Yeah, but Disney uh, Plus went from, like, we're making a ton of crap to, like, hey, did you want to rewatch the the Santa Claus? Hey, <laughs> you know, like, hey they got the Santa Claus of Season 2 yeah. this year. Right. So... I mean, I, not that making fun of the Santa Claus, but I'm honestly surprised they made a season two with the whole Tim Allen controversies. Yeah, I think it's just. I, uh, I think I think it still brings in people, in my opinion. So for sure, absolutely, well, it does. Obviously, um, I don't know. For me, guys, I think uh, I have a real mixed bag. I'm gonna go. I'm just. just I'm not gonna name the titles of the shows. I'm just gonna go in order of the yes, Apple. Apple's gonna be your title. no. Actually, well, hold on. I got Max, Max, Peacock. Uh, Netflix, oh, yeah, Prime, Prime, uh, Netflix, Netflix, show. Netflix, Netflix, Apple, oh, Hulu, Apple, Max, Prime, Hulu, Disney, only the only Disney, Apple, Max, Max, Net, uh, Netflix, Hulu, Hulu, 
No, it's a, I, it's a mix. I think Hulu I know you're made only a big Disney. Splash. I think you're only Disney's. Most of our only Disney's. You know, Hulu is uh, the sh- the no. the streaming service. I started the most. Sh- I started a lot of shows in, and I never finished. Oh, okay. Yeah. What were you saying, Matt? About what? I said I know your only Disney show. It's probably all of our only Disney show. Oh yeah, it probably is. I I have seen more than one from theirs, but only one of them I actually enjoyed. Right. Um. Okay. Now, with that in mind, all that preamble said, welcome to the TV show, top 10 show of the year. Let's, we're going to start off with our guest host. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to start with Matt, then we're going to go to Ralph, and then end with myself. And we're going to go, obviously, backwards in order, so we'll start with our number 10s. Um, is everyone ready? Yes, Oscar. Great. So, uh, we're going to start with Matt here. What is your number 10 show of 2023? Okay. It's, a, it's always harder, like... Going from the bottom, because mm-hmm. I could clearly, I clearly like know my like top three, but like the rest's like, eh, it should be number ten, should be number eight. Who knows? You always Who say cares? this, and that kind of, that statement blows my mind because I've seen so many other shows. Like, no, my number ten is my number ten. You know? Ugh. Yeah. See, well, I have like thirteen, and it's like, what was so trash that I don't even want to keep it a part of right. this yeah. this list? And what was like just barely good enough to where it's like, you know what? Whatever. Uh- I'll do it. Uh, <clears throat> okay, with that, <coughs> you know what? I'm going to be a little different, and uh, I think I'm going to go with my my number ten, which we'll never see again. He's just is, picking uh, it right now, people. Right yeah, now. I am. Right live. I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live. <laughs> my number ten that we'll never see again is Zom 100. It's a oh. zombie anime. Okay. That they didn't even finish the first season of. <laughs> They it's went a on, complete show. They went on hiatus uh-huh. with three episodes left. Nice. Oh, that sucks! Three episodes left. Yeah, yeah, of the season. It was entertaining. It was it was a very creative way of like doing things. Uh huh. Um, it was like it was almost like High School of the Dead, but less like less sexual. Yeah, definitely less sexual. <laughs> less titties flopping and under and un um unrealistic ways yeah yeah it, it's it's hard to explain but it's it's like everything they did was very like cartoonish on purpose like all of the blood in the show is all like uh pastel colors it's all like pink and yellow and blue and stuff oh. so it's like they make everything like gratuitous with yeah but but it's like but it's not like i'm 100 it's like when you it's like when you fight aliens and they they spiral you know all green blood everywhere it's like really gratuitous but just green blood so it's not serious yeah yeah Yeah, right exactly kind of like piccolo getting hurt yeah yeah piccolo getting hurt or like that one scene in uh harley quinn movie one of her movies like when she's killing a bunch of people but flowers come out instead of blood is that the uh, the amazing emancipation of harley quinn or whatever maybe i don't remember it's a cool scene but i remember thinking like man imagine if they actually showed the gore it would be a lot more i can't remember if that was that or if that was uh in uh it could have been uh the the rebooted suicide squad i thought it was suicide squad the second one yeah i could yeah so like the suicide squad or whatever the reboot the better one Mm -hmm. yeah the better one. So is it Zomb like comb, like tomb? No, like Z-O-M 100. Okay, so not the B. So like it comes off if he has like a bucket list of 100 things he wants to do like before he dies. I think I saw zombie. TikTok trying to sell me on this once. Yeah, it was... Sounds familiar. It was pretty entertaining. Well, I'm not going to do it now. You know why? Because there's no th- last three episodes. Why would I watch it? <laughs> I think they're the plan is to eventually come out with it. Yeah, you let me know when it hits your top ten next year. Because um, I'm not seeing an incomplete show on purpose. Yeah, 
That's pretty bad. Uh, it's, it's like getting a puzzle, a thousand piece puzzle, but like the last ten pieces are gone, like they're not <laughs> on purpose. Um, no, but that's I still. This is a show that I definitely I have I did hear about. The more you talked about it, the more it sounds familiar. I like it. Yeah, it was definitely a big like weeb thing. A lot of people were talking about it because they had high hopes for it, and then I, yeah. it was something with the the studio. That, like, yeah, shit happens. I get it. Um, but that's your number ten, Zom one hundred. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. People can look it up. It's on Crunchyroll. Is that correct? Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll. All right. Check it out there. Um, that is your number 10. Raf, what is your... Oh, before you give us your number 10, I already know Matt's answer because he already gave it to us. Uh, how many roughly... How many shows you watched? Oh, shit. I didn't count. But... I mean, roughly. That's why I said roughly. Yeah, I forgot to tell you beforehand. Yeah, I probably watch more, and yeah. I usually like look at your guys' list to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot right. about that show. Yeah, um, rough, roughly, I would say around 40. 40? That's really good. Jesus. Yeah. It, this, I mean, if I'm, kind, if I'm looking right like now, if I'm looking like this is 40, yeah. I won't lie. I probably started around like maybe an extra 10, 11 shows, or give or take. Yeah, but you mean 40 I, completely completed. For, uh, roughly seasons, I mean, roughly 40. Yeah, roughly 40 completed, if not mostly <laughs> completed, I would say. Like, okay, yeah. I, like some stuff just dies and finished, for example. Right, I'm currently watching something. Right, finish. exactly. I mean, I've watched everything they've gave me in that year, you know, if that's what that matters. Like, oh, I see. I didn't know that's how you meant. I meant, like, maybe you just didn't finish it, you know. No, no, there's something. Well, there's also, like, like for example, like, I'll tell you, like, Reacher is one of them, right? Reacher season two started last year, but it, it's like. Still no, I think going. that'll be a season. I think that'll be a this year. Sure. Right, but it's because most of it is this year. Yeah, that's yeah, why I feel. That's why I'm saying, but it started yeah. technically last year, so I only saw it's two it. episodes. You're right. Year, so. You're right. Yellow Jackets had this going like its first year, too. Right. So there's, there's like, stuff like, there's stuff like that, for example, that's on yeah. my list of the mm-hmm. stuff I watch technically, but it's not just, it's just not finished. Right. Right. But yeah, we'll talk more about that later. But overall, yeah, right. I'll, I'll give or take around 40. It's a pretty good number, pretty decent. Yeah, I thought it was right. less, to be honest with you. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's more from previous years. Yeah, see, I already got one that I added to this list. That yeah, I'll probably make it uh, my top fourteen. 10. I was <laughs> I was very much a hermit this year. Anyways, uh, am I doing my so, number ten? Yes, your number ten. Go ahead. My number ten is actually the very first show I watched this year. Oh, um, I was to say, damn. Oh, yeah, and I only know this because it says it came out on January first, and I remember watching it on um, when it came out, and okay. I made a big deal about the it. Witcher. Or, what? The Witcher? No, actually, I didn't finish that. Um, I um, I saw uh, my number ten is Kaleidoscope. Did you guys remember watch Kaleidoscope? No, never saw it. This was on my list of to watch, uh, yeah, and yeah. I never missed opportunities. I never saw it. So I think like I I love a heist movie. I, I do love a heist. too. I don't know so, why. I didn't and, I, see and I dug the f out of this show. Um, and it's with that show that's um, it's called Kaleidoscope. It's all like it has <laughs> the whole reason of it. But there, the whole gimmick for this, if you, there is a gimmick to it, is essentially um, it is a uh. A series that is non-linear, which means no matter what order you watch the episodes are, the the, um, the entire show still makes sense. The only episode that makes that you have to watch at the very end, I think, is the white color. They the tell they, they purposely put it that way. They did, like, yeah. The algorithm but, but, always give you the last. Right, but, right exactly, exactly. But yes. everybody else, every every person could have got their own version of like how how the show started. So you could have started with green. I could have started with blue, and just so on and so forth. And everything just ends with white, just so you don't get spoilers, right? Um. But besides that, that was like the gimmick of of Netflix, which I thought it was a really cool thing. Also, like you're pushing the boundaries of what you can do with you know your streaming service and stuff right. like that. Yeah, uh, which is a Black Mirror thing, Bandersnatch. Yeah, very, very much so, very much so. Yeah, yeah. and um, so yeah, I dug the f out of this. This is um, the stars. Uh, well, it's created by Eric Garcia. 
according to this. But it stars uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Rufus uh, uh, Sewell, uh, Paz, so, sure, whatever. Pa, Paz Vega, uh, Rosa, uh, Rosalind Elbe, um, Jai Courtney, uh, Tati Gabrielle, and there's a bunch more people that I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's super heisty, so it's really great off the bat. I think I saw it, at least my, the way I saw it, because I never went back to rewatch it, was the order was probably as good as a movie would get. Like, I would say, like, you do a lot of, like, um, it like wasn't a preamble, a, like setup, and then the post stuff. Is that what you? So mean? yeah, no, it was. It was very much like um, it wasn't like just chronological or like time wise order. Mm-hmm. It was very much like uh, we want to do this, okay? And they're like, well, you know, things went bad, and then we're gonna go to the next episode. It was the past where things went bad, and then mm-hmm. they, you know, they give me that whole thing, and they're like, okay, now we're back to the pr- present of mm-hmm. what's going on, and then like, oh, let's go back to the past to show us something else. Now we're coming back to the future, or oh, we're going to the future now, and oh, we're going back to the thing. I'm like, it very much felt like a movie for me. It's just a yeah. six and a half hour long movie or six hour movie because um, it is technically a miniseries. But yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this movie, uh, this movie, this show. Um, like I said, I, I think uh, Esposito does a great job. Also, what's um, that? Who did I say? Uh, Peter Mark Kendall, who's also in it. Um, he's uh, what's it called from um, The Boys? Um, he's also in this. Um, what's it called? Am I, am I right? That is The Boys, right? Is that him? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, uh, so yeah, totally dug him. Uh, I thought it worked. Out. I thought I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and uh, yeah, I recommend it. Highly recommend it um, for you specifically, Oscar. It's totally catered for like people like me and you. Yeah, I know. Uh, if you like any of the Oceans movies or just like the Oceans franchise, you're gonna dig the half out of this. Show. Yeah. Yep. So that's yeah. my number ten kaleidoscope. On Netflix. Yeah, this is definitely one of my missed opportunities for sure. I missed it. I missed out on this one. All good. So, um, so there's there's two connections here for my number ten. By the way, I I did um, uh, let's say completed shows, completed shows. I'm in like 48. Um, shows that you include starting is like closer to 58 to 60. <laughs> um, TV shows. Uh, I added a few more that I remembered along the way. A couple uh, along the way. It was my number was at, was at 54. A week ago, and then I keep adding because, like, oh yeah, I forgot this show, forgot this show. Anyway, um, that in mind is that there is a better connection here, Rob, between our shows. Uh, they're both Netflix, and they both have Rufus Sewell in them. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, but I'm talking about a show that came out later in the year on April, around April, uh, The Diplomat. Diplomat this is, missed this one. Yeah. yeah, this is like a drama, considered to be a thriller as well. I can see why they mean that, but to me, it's more like a drama, just a plain drama, a bit of comedy. Um, in the midst of an international crisis, Kate Weiler, a career diplomat, see, lands in a high-profile job for which she is not suited, with tectonic implications for her marriage and her political future. This movie stars Rufus Sewell, and the main star is Carrie Russell, who plays a diplomat. Rufus Sewell is the husband. Um, and they are fantastic together. Legit, it is the re- like the main reason to watch the show is to watch these two talk. Uh, usually, preferably to each other. They have a lot of charm, a lot of chemistry, and all the while, it is a political awesome thriller that's building. You know, very well written. This is made by uh, Deborah Khan, who got her start in uh, a lot of things. Primarily, The West Wing was a big writer in that show, uh, which I love. And she's also big in Grey's Anatomy. She also wrote a lot for Homeland. Has done stuff for um, that Fosse Verdon show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like 
I feel like the diplomat is a more adult, uh, kind of more uh, adult, mature version of the West Wing in the way they speak and how fast they are and okay. how fun it is to, um, you know, hear it out. But also like a lot more darker because you know Aaron Sorkin is uh, much more of a hopeful kind of writer than Deborah Kahn is, and I think it's really fantastic. I love the Diplomat. You watch the Diplomat for the writing, and. My surprise thing that I love about the show is that I also ended up watching it for Carrie Russell, who is fantastic in the yeah. show. Anyway, I've always, I've always liked her. Yes, yeah, I've always liked her too. But I think this might be my favorite thing she's been in. Yeah, I, I but I don't really look. I mean, I love her. the Americans. Is like really the Americans is my number one thing. But like for this sure. show is already rising on top from an. Yeah, one. it's interesting. I just never look for her, but I've mm. always liked her and stuff. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the diplomat. That's my number ten. It is on Netflix, streaming there. Check it out, guys. Uh, Matt, we're on back to you. What is your number nine? All right, I actually got this one set up. All right, <laughs> so this this would be higher if I wasn't so upset about the mid season break already. But, okay, uh, it's going to be Invincible. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's just there, there's no reason. That it had what four episodes and then a mid season break. Like, uh-huh. are you fucking kidding me? I agree, hundred like, percent. It's it's ridiculous. Like, the, since yeah. we're talking, it's not the writer's strike, but since we're on this topic, I mean, this has been a thing for the past couple years now. Like, how every show has to have a mid season break now just to extend like the life of the of the show drives me fucking nuts. It's so stupid. It's and only it's like, some shows that can keep the hype going. It's more and more frequent now, it feels yeah, like. I think Prime has a really bad way of delivering their stuff lately. Or just in general. I think out of all of the streaming services, they're just like, hey, we're going to do some, We're gonna do this. And so, like, it's going to get even worse because now Prime's going to have ads on their fucking shows. Yeah. It's just, it just feels like, hey, we're going to do this because we want you to stick around. We have nothing else for you. And uh, this other thing will come out like halfway through the show. Maybe you can watch that too. You know, like, and you're just like, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to do that. So, at least yeah. that's how it feels. Not that yeah. I ever want to binge watch everything, but at least give me like three episodes to start. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, Invincible. Talk about the show. Yeah. By the way, I love season one. Season one, you said? Yeah. Oh yeah. Season two wasn't bad. It's just like it's like just when it's getting going. It's like oh, we're already halfway done, and yeah, yeah, yeah. see you in four months. You're like yeah. oh my god, it's not that good. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, how you really feel? Um, no, but what we're like imagine that um, you imagine you don't hate that the the season break. The season break is not any of the writers' fault. It's like it's still really well. So, what did you like about the first half of Invincible season two? What I like about it, well, yeah. it's there. Uh, Invincible does a really good job of like not sugarcoating anything as far as like the trials and tribulations of everyone and having to go through everything. Like for example, like Invincible's mom and her whole like story arc of like trying to like move on after everything, and she, she like can't like they can't she can't catch a fucking break, and I feel really bad for it. And the same with the uh, with. with a lot of the other ones like um i can't i'm horrible with names but like the agent we've all seen invincible right we're not like yes anything here. Yeah. But, like the agent who finally found out you know at the mid-season break that he was like not real whatever he is you know 
Yeah, yeah, his name is on the tip of my brain too. But yeah, Jonathan, some of that. So, so they, I think one of their best um, strengths is like the compelling character story arcs. Like they try to really make things different, unique, and they're ruthless with like their story. Like they don't really care. They're just like they don't try and put a positive spin on everybody or whatever. It's very, very cutthroat. Donald. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The guy's name is Donald. Sorry, I had to look. I was like, (laughs) it bothers me so much. I'm like in the middle of like looking at all the people. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But honestly, it probably, I can almost guarantee it would have been higher up if it, if the whole season would have came out. Because I'm sure they have a good arc for the rest of the season. It's just, yeah. But it's, it's it's such a gamble, and it maybe not. Maybe like they know what they have, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna kill it." But what if these four episodes come out and they just suck? And then what? It it taints like the whole well, my the whole problem, season. My, my problem with what it could happen also, it could do the Attack on Titan problem, where like it takes oh, the, you're taking oh, so long. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll, we'll bring that. I'm just I'm just bringing oh, it up. We're as talk about it. But it's like um spoiler alert. But it's uh it's more like it's. It could. Uh, it takes so long for it to come out that you're just like yeah. not interested anymore. Also, yep. Like you're taking exactly. this break and you're like, all right, that's right. cool. But like, yep. after a while, you're just like, I forgot what I watched already. Oh yeah, that <laughs> happened. Wasn't that last season? No, it's the same season. Yep. Oh yeah, because you know it's four months or three months, whatever they're going to do is pretty long time. Yep. Yeah, it could be for sure. I don't know how you feel about that, Oscar. Yeah. Oh, I, I think they're no. I think they're royally fucking it up. Completely. Yeah. No, in best, it's sad. doesn't it's matter sad. what the best case scenario is. It would have been better if they showed it straight through. I agree. One That's one the best one. case scenario. Just to show the season three straight through. Uh, they really fucked that up. So everything else is. I hope it's just. I hope it's better than they think. I hope it's as good as they think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. I know, but uh, they can't save face on it because they already fucked up the the pacing of it for me. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna rewatch this first four. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not gonna. Do no, neither am I. <laughs> anyway. You're not um, watching what? I'm not going to rewatch anything in preparation oh, yeah. for the second half of a season, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's your number nine, right? That's where we're at? Yes. Uh, Ralph, your number nine TV show. My, my number nine, sticking with Netflix, mm-hmm. um, but moving towards anime or animated, is uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Did you guys watch this one? Yes, I did. Cool. No. No. Uh, you're missing out, Matt. You should 100% watch it. Probably one of the easiest watches. I've had this year. Um, I think I saw it in two days, mainly because I had to sleep today. I had to go to work the next day. But, yeah, and they're hour long, each one, I think. Yeah, hour long, nine episodes, I think. Yes, or eight or something like that. Some, some, something weird. Um, quick description. I'll read it. It is um, as soon as my... Uh, hold on. I think just crapped out on me. Um, the... Uh, literally, my... My, uh, my blue eye samurai description just went away, but anyways, um, it takes an uh, what is it? Adult Japan, right? Um, and uh, am I still here? Yeah, yeah. you're still here. Sorry. Right, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm I, I, want me to read it for you? Yeah, could you? Because I can't. My internet just crapped out on me. I got you. Driven by a dream of revenge against those who made her an outcast in Edo period Japan, a young warrior cuts a bloody path toward her destiny. That's it. Uh, I yeah. says Maya Erskine. Uh, voice stars, I should say. George Takei and Masioka. Um, there you go. Yeah. So um, I dug the F out of how this animation style is. Um, I thought it was like that. I think it was like that new mix of like hand drawn and, well, it's not new, but 
Um, I don't know if the whole thing is like computerized, but it feels like it's mixed. Oh no, yeah, it's like a dirty computerized. Yeah, yeah, it's one of it's one of those things. It's like it's computerized after it's been, and then it gets hand drawn after. It's like not a we. It's a it's a weird process. Yeah, it, it is a weird process, but yes. you know what? I I dug it. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna what uh what's it called a quick quick cast but um maya uh erskine or er- erskine who mm-hmm. plays mizu uh i thought uh, what's it called does a really good job they have a good casting overall also very asian uh george <laughs> Kay's in it yeah uh, masioka who is um what's his name from um heroes mm-hmm. uh nissan versa um brenda song uh darren barnett uh randall parks in it as well um but kenneth abrana which is a uh, i think really good casting also it doesn't kind of fit the Style of the art person who he is, but uh, voice great. I thought it was great. Uh, Kirihiro Tagawa or Hiroki Tagawa, uh, sword maker, fantastic as well. This is like really good casting for the voice acting. Um, but yeah, the like I said, it's one of the easiest uh, animes I've seen this year, and uh, it's it says according to this from the writer of uh, Logan and Blade Runner, so very American. Uh, but I consider it an anime or animated. For sure, yeah, I mean, it's American, right? It is American, yeah. Yeah, but it's, so it's, yeah, American anime, yeah, American anime. Um, and uh, the only problem I have with this movie, this movie, this show, I felt like the show could have probably been a little higher. I just did not like the ending. Um, but as as it progressed, it actually felt, felt very video gamey, which kind of makes sense when you see like the later you mean when, when she has to fight the crazy eighty eight. Yeah, the crazy eighty eight. I dug it. I dug all the references. Um, mm-hmm. It also felt very. Um, What's it called? Uh, her partner, her companion. I can't remember his name right now. Um, the, what's it called? Uh, yeah, the Nissan Versa guy. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Ringo, right? Is that is that his name? Mm-hmm. Um, the Nissan Versa guy. Yeah, I, he felt very. Um, who's that guy from uh, Mulan? The heavy, also the heavy set guy, who's just like really nice. Oh, um, yeah, I don't uh, remember his name. Pen or whatever. I forgot who's that. Sure. Anyways, but yeah, uh, felt very reminded me a lot of that. I think there's like a lot of references or a lot of like, hey, like we're honoring this person here. Yeah. Um, which works out, uh, but yeah, the uh, overall, I think this is, um, there's really cool fight scenes. There's really cool, uh, the story of what it's, what it wants to say. And especially during this time in, uh, Edo period, Japan, where they're just like about to be introduced to, or like they just shut themselves off from the world. So they're really much in their own, in their own world of like the rest of the world is still progressing forward compared to them. Um, and it's kind of like one of their downfalls of yeah. that being su- like a superpower. Uh, then just the tradition holding them back, right? And it's a lot of a lot of stuff, and it just also sh- goes to show you how like just uh, how closed minded they used to be, right? Um, how uh, racist they used to be, how uh, you know, and stuff just of that nature. Um, I'm sure if Luke was here, I'm sure I'm sure he would say used to. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, this was. A, f- a fun ride. Like I said, uh, Matt, you should watch it. You'll easily have fun with it. I'm Oscar. I'm pretty sure you agree with me, but yeah, my number nine blue eye samurai on Netflix, double Netflix so far. We'll see if we have a triple. Uh, okay. Clearly sucking the Netflix cock. We're going to move on here. When it's got uh, the most content, what can I say? No, I get it. My number nine is not Netflix. Is it gonna be it is the, a network that kind of is like a sneaker hit of the year. This is from Hulu. Uh, recently watched. This recently ended. It is a murder at the end of the world. How was that? Um, 
We'll, let me read the thing real quick and I'll get on it. Uh, Darby Hart, a Gen Z amateur sleuth already, who lover hated it right there, attempts to solve a murder at a secluded retreat. That is, that is the synopsis. It is a mystery thriller drama. This is uh, created by Brett Marling and Zal Batmanglish. Batmanglish? I'm not sure, sure how to say that. This is the same duo that has been making a lot of movies and did their, the, the epic Netflix show The OA a few years back, more than a few years now, which I loved. I love that show to death. It's a great mystery. I love that show. It got canceled, though. So if anybody watches it, it leaves on the biggest cliffhanger in your life. So maybe don't watch it. Um, but that's where I was hanging. Anyway, these guys also did uh, movies like The Sound of My Voice, The East, uh, Second Life, Second World. I forget the name of it. Um, I've seen other movies. Second Earth. There you go. I think that's what it's called. And uh, they're great. They're great, like, indie, thriller, sci-fi, high concept, really cool mystery movies, right? And here they come again. This is a miniseries that stars uh, primarily Emma Corrin. Um, it also has uh, Brett Marling in it. Uh, Rallis Parza, Harris Dickinson. Um, let me see. Joan Chen, Roth is in this. If you remember from Twin Peaks, the original show. Mm-hmm. She plays the only Asian in that show. Oh, okay. uh, Clive Owen's in this movie uh, show. Clive sorry. Owen. Clive Owen plays the the high tech billionaire whose retreat it belongs to. Okay. Uh, basically, he plays like an asshole billionaire. Might think of you know many others that we think of. Uh, Alice Braga is in this as well, who's super famous. You, you definitely know her, and so many others as well. Um, this is a very like like I said, secluded, strange, high tech kind of weird thriller where technology and hacking plays heavy parts into the crimes um, that you never really get to see or think about, you know, in other movies and stuff. And this is like, this is one of those kind of movies that kind of like highlight the technology only. But this is not doing that. This is just like showing you how many ways you can kill a person if you're a great hacker. Um, Beyond that, it's uh, it's set in a very fictional kind of setting where like everyone's secluded in Iceland in a super high tech building, like a smart house is what they call it. Yeah, and um, and they have all these people from all around the world, including this amateur sleuth who just wrote a bestseller book on her exploits of um, finding the serial killer in America, uh, up to up to the point where she found the actual guy and confronted oh. him. And the book follows that. So the book, uh, that's the show, freaky. I don't, know if freaky. I, I don't know if I'd want to do that. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that the show is set up where uh, most of the show is present day, right? At the secluded thing when the, when the first murder happens in the first episode. It's really weird. I don't know where you definitely like, what the fuck, right? And um, while that happens, you're also getting her backstory of what she did to, to get there. eventually write this book that she's known for, mm. you know? And so you see both storylines kind of end, you know, simultaneously a little bit. That's kind of cool. And it's super, I thought it was super great and fascinating. It was a really well-told story. I'm not going to spoil any more. It definitely goes a lot of places. Uh, it's a self-contained mystery. It's solved and it's done. It's a miniseries. They don't do other shit about it. There's no hanging. Oh, it's, it's done. Like, that's why I loved it because I don't have to worry about any season two. Yeah. That is my point. So yeah. this is one season and done. It's on Sometimes dead. it's just really, it's yes. better that way. It exactly. is 100%. Yeah. This is an FX through Hulu show. Uh, check it out. It is called uh, A Murder at the End of the World. It's FX always has some bangers, man. It's they like, do. They're not as frequent as they used to be back think, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just overall, the amount of shows that they have, I think. But yeah. 
They usually pick the good. They, they, I think I they think, pick interesting projects. Is my point. Sure. I think they I think, always. You know. I think if HBO doesn't watch out for themselves, FX can sneak past. Take over that slot. Yeah, that really yeah. That, like that. That's like top tier kind of thing because yeah. they do. They do make really good content for yeah. sure. So that's my number nine. Check it out. Um, we're on to uh, Matt. You number eight. Number ocho. Okay, here's more not that interesting because <laughs> half my shit's Crunchyroll. Well, you got, you have. A, I think I. I think I'll. I'll probably still be the overlap here between you two. I think you always um, the overlap between me and whoever else we're talking about. This is yeah. true. this is number eight, right? You're the, you're the glue rough. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so number eight, I'm going to do uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Hey, because uh, yeah. the Shibuya it was good. Right? I tell you what, man, their Achilles heel hmm. is the dialogue. It doesn't make sense, like at all. Like it just the overall arching like themes. There is like no themes. It's just like it's all like the banter and conversation between the characters. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm reading it and I'm like this doesn't make sense and I don't know if it's just bad English translation or if it's just like shitty writing. And yeah. I've I've like Googled this and there's a lot of other people that have that complaint too. It's just yeah. like shitty writing and I don't know what it is. Um, uh, I, great yeah. action, great yeah. action, super cool. But like a lot of the decisions that the characters make and a lot of just like what's going on just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Cool action though. So, I don't know. I, I think even though it was way more bloodier and, like, crazy action-packed, I still think the first season was, like, better. Yeah. So, this is season two you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Never seen it. Because, I've only seen that one movie that one time. Because, yeah, they had the first season, then they had the movie, which is, like, a prequel, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this season was uh, just strange. It The first, like, three or four episodes was like a flashback and now it's like a f- and then it goes to the present time mm-hmm. and there's just there's a lot of weird shit it sounds happens. like claymore does that does it feel like claymore no claymore i mean i there's a purpose for this flashback too but it's just like yeah um no not so much which ironically me and sarah just finished watching claymore because that was the next anime i made her watch she liked it a lot um no, it's not like that. Well, I remember. I mean, I haven't seen that in a while. Kind of, I guess. So, but I remember thinking, like, is this most of the show flashback? Uh, are we in present day anymore? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there was like f- like four episodes in a row that was like flashback, right? And it lost me it a little like, bit. Like it was like in the middle of the because it was cool. It was a cool story, and then it ends like, oh shit! You know, it has like this big ending in that. Yeah, and then, but I mean, if yeah. and then they, they then you don't see like Priscilla, like the big bad Claymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until like the end. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So then it's like you have that whole crazy build up and then you don't see anything for like fifteen episodes. But they just like did that to kind of say <coughs> get your right. mind in, in the uh yeah, yeah. <coughs> in the game of what Claire like what her goal was to kill Priscilla. Interesting. But uh yeah, um I don't know. The, the, it's it's like I don't wanna give it away if anyone plans on watching it. That's why yeah. I'm trying to like someone keep it vague. I hear you. There's a ton of action, 100. Yeah, yeah, a ton of action. Yeah. So yeah, that's my numero eight. Cool. All right, that's your number eight, Raf. What is your number eight? Uh, number, my number eight is sticking with animated, um, but leaving Netflix. We are going with a Scavengers Reign. I think Oscar saw this one. This is a Max. Okay, the Max oh, show. Yes, original. Yes, which I was I just think I was about. telling you to watch this immediately. Uh, watch it. I think I did. You 
Yeah, it was me. No, no, no. no. We were we were together. We were watching it together. We chose to. Have you seen the show? That's what it was. We were at home, and then yeah, I got that cause. I don't remember you texting me about this, but yeah. Anyways, this is the crew of a damaged deep space freighter strands on a beautiful but dangerous planet. This is created by Joe Bennett and Charles Hutner uh, or Hutner. Mm-hmm. Um, starring, we'll see some actors here because I don't really know. Well, I know Bob Stevenson who plays Sam. Uh, Wunmi uh, uh, Musaku, uh, Sunita Mani, uh, Alia Shawkat. Uh, I'm going to say that's the best way I can say that name. Um, and yeah, there's other people, but we'll call those. those are the main ones that are in most of the episodes. Here. Um, yeah, this is uh, probably the most original show I've seen this year. Um, which I I know Oscar's like a huge like sci-fi kind of person. Um, I I dig the sci-fi genre um, a lot as well. What I dig a lot about this is it felt so original. It felt well, they had to create a whole planet and an ecosystem, and it had to bode well and still make it has to it had to make sense, and it also had to make sense for the people stranded on there eventually, or that making sense of the planet, you know. And I do love how this show kind of ties it all together. And kind of that's what it's about also, them exploring um, this planet and living through it because they're trying to get back home or live through it really um, as they're stranded on this planet. And they're split up between each stories and they're just kind of seeing how – or between each characters. And they're kind of uh, trying to figure out a way to eventually get back to the freighter or something to help them get – that's the overall goal is get the the F off this planet, right? Yeah. Everything in between that gets caught up and just kind of like living in this planet and knowing how the planet works. I I dug the F out of it. Like I said, it's it's so unique to see all of these creatures. And obviously it's it's inspired by – I mean you can't not, not be inspired by um, just other, you know, culturally um, available available content like uh, anything from any other uh, movies or shows that's or books that have been out there, right? But the fact that – they make everything work really well um, in this ecosystem. I, w- I was just so enthralled. Um, the art style reminds me a lot of um, remember that um, that uh, what is it? Primal or Pri- uh, Primal? Remember that that show, Biddy? Primal. Um, um, <sighs> damn. Everybody, well, it's not like that crude as Primal was. Um, I forgot the because it was also kind of a famous guy, kind of guy that made. You know, stuff. It kind of reminds me of Akira. Yeah, I can like see a that modern too. version of Akira. Like a mo- um, like a modern version. Yeah, I can see that as well. When you think um, of the growth of Akira, you know. Yes. The, oh yeah, for sure. Story, like sure. you see a lot of the nature here works similar in that same kind of art. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I I I like how human this show felt, but also how alien it felt. It felt so. It felt alien at all moments, but there's so many human moments as well in the movie. In the show, sorry, I keep saying movie because this is a fucking movie podcast. Um, in the show that. And uh, it like it gives you that sense of like oh there's humanity obviously still in here and they're trying to live through it, um, but yeah I I really dug this I try not to spoil anything besides like it's yeah. such a sense of wonderment um, that you get from this show because you're seeing like I said you're just everything you see for the first time some of it also your the characters are seeing for the first time or everything you know you think is gonna happen and you think intentions but it's not these creatures are it's, this isn't this isn't Earth you know. They're their own, like, 
<laughs> it's his own, it's his own, it's his own world, its own planet. It just resembles a little bit of Earth, you know, little things like that. And it's just how it all ties together. It's it's really well. I love Levi's character. Um, yeah, man, this is uh, probably my favorite character. But this is such a such a unique uh, little series. It's a mini, mini series. I don't think they're gonna have another one because it doesn't make sense to have another one. Um, at least not mm-hmm. in this world anymore. But yeah, Scavengers Reign for sure my most unique show. Um, I felt like uh, overall though there was um, it, it was a slow start. Not to complain about it, but it was it was a little bit of a slow start, and I almost didn't continue it. But I think that second or third episode really kind of just like okay, like the way it ends. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like, <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. want to watch more. I definitely want to know what's going on in this planet. I definitely want to do, and I'm glad I did watch the whole thing. So yeah, my number eight, right? Yes. Is uh, Scavengers Raid on next. All right. Excellent number. Excellent pick. Number eight. Uh, my number eight is my one and only prime video show. Hey. I can try to give you guys guesses if you want. I, I don't think you guys will guess it, though. Uh, you want to try? I only have two guesses, and if it's not Invincible, I only got one other guess. It's not Invincible. So it's not. Yeah, I already knew that was going to be that. That's uh, the Lord of the Rings show. God. Wait, was that 2023? I thought that was 2022. Oh, that was last year. Yeah, no, that was... Wheel of Time Season 2 came out this year. Wheel of Time did come out. Yeah. But it's not the Wheel of Time. Is it Gen V? The Lord of the Rings show didn't come out last year. Yeah, it did come out 2022. Look it up. Pretty sure. Look it up. Right off. It definitely ended in this year then. I'm pretty sure it came out 2023. No. 2022. Sorry, 2022. Uh, yeah, no. Let me see. Um, uh, uh, Rings of Power, right? It was like my biggest yeah. disappointment, man. Yeah, 2022. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Time. I didn't watch it anyways. Time is a fickle bitch. I heard it sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're fine. Don't want. Well, I mean, it looks fantastic though. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a billion dollars. It does waste. look like a billion dollars. Christ. <laughs> anyway, yeah, looks, say- looks like a million dollar episode show. Yeah, I, I think saw- they could have spent that money on good writers. For fuck's sake, guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think I think we did talk about this last year. Yeah, yes, we did. I, now it's coming I, back to you, right? <laughs> I still say Gen V. Okay, I know. I just I wish I saw Gen V. It is a a show that um, not very watched. I guess maybe. It's called Swarm. Oh, no. Anyone heard of it? I've heard of it. This is uh, Donald Glover's uh, latest show, I guess. It's a miniseries. It's a one and done as well, as far as I know, anyway. A uh, little project he did with Prime Video between other projects, I'm assuming, because I know he has other, thing, other things happening. This is also co-created with uh, Janine Neighbors. Uh, a young woman's obsession with a pop star takes a dark turn. That seems simple, but it really isn't. This is a like I said, a miniseries, seven episodes, thirty minutes a pop. It is super easy to watch, and yet very hard to watch. Very, very hard to watch because it is, it is insane. Like I'm gonna read. Uh, they have very little plot descriptions of each episode. I'm gonna uh, read a couple of these that just kind of gives you a lowdown of what it is like. For example, like the first one is called very simple. Dre plans a birthday surprise for her sister, and skipping around, Dre takes a road trip. Dre befriends some white girls. Dre tries to get her phone fixed. Um, my favorite is uh, the last one, of course. Dre lays roots in Atlanta. Um, this is uh, based on a very true story. Kind of like Fargo. It feels like Fargo in that the true story nature of it, it seems like a, like a, like a hokey thing. Like, What's uh, true about Fargo? I know. But the whole based on a true story. Oh, okay, you know, okay, the whole okay. Bit, Oop, there it is. is a bad special. That's a bad special. That's a bad special. Yeah. Um, how? Uh, but I think this one is actually based on true story. Uh, whereas Fargo is just making fun of that. Um, 
Or if it is, it's like very little. Anyway, but like it's a real fucked up Gen Z kind of movie. It kind of shows like a where would a Gen Z type Gen Z type of this kind of like person like who's obsessed with their phone, who has you know all of these uprooted like behaviors from kid and to now a modern kind of modern woman in many ways, right? Because Gen Z and all that. But like put her in these situations with this background. And what happens and how, where, how, it's not like how bad can it get? It's like, where can you pinpoint the violence that's going to start? And there's so many things that this show does very effortlessly without really doing it a whole well. Like, they just like to show it to you. They put you in her head. The show is all about Dre. And it's hard to be on her side for any of it, but you're forced in her side, right? And she does these horrible things after another to people that she meets. Um, and again, supposedly it's all very based on true, st- true, true stuff that she did based on her obsession on a real life pop star, um, that she was following throughout the country. It's a, it's a weird fucked up story. I don't know what it is. It almost feels like a, like a fucked up musical music video version of a parable in our day and age. And Donald Glover for sure is very intentional with a lot of stuff. The last two episodes alone also really cements how amazing this show is. The last two episodes do a lot of work, do almost all the heavy lifting for me um, because they show completely two different points of view, let's say, of what's going on with Dre that I really, really, really enjoyed. So uh, check it out. I do recommend it. Easy to watch. Like I said, 30 minutes a pop, seven episodes long, and it's done. It's called Swarm, and it's the latest by Donald Glover. So check it out. It is on Prime Video. It is my number eight. Yeah. I started Atlanta this year. (laughs) So it's uh, I, it's like one of those I don't know, man. I like I like his content. I, I it's not that I don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just one of those problem. things where I, no, 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 it's it's just not that. It's just I I remember when it was about to come out. I think I brought it up to you that it, he had a new show, and um, I not not last year, but maybe the year prior or something. But I am always interested in watching his content, and I never get around to it. It's just like the the stupidest thing of it. But anyways, no, I get it. Um, all right, so that's my number eight. Uh, Matt, we're on to our number sevens. What's your number seven TV show of the year? I know this is going to shock you. I know this is going to shock you. But oh, what is it? It's also a swarm. Oh, okay. oh, I thought you were going to say The Walking Dead again. Oh. <laughs> nope. Although I should, just to bring it back. I think they finally ended it this yeah. year or whatever the hell. I have no idea. Show still kicking? No, no. They the, did make the, a br- game. There's like bring- four spinoffs. There's like four no, spinoffs the, coming up. Yeah, there's there's a Daryl spinoff that yeah. they started. Is a, yeah. is a Michonne only one? Is it, is it called like, Ride yeah. with the Actor? Yeah. <laughs> Ride, Ride with Daryl, yeah. It might be. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. We're doing Attack on Titan, the final, the ultimate, pentultimate, final, super final, uh-huh. the last Swear to God season, part I believe 28. It. What kind of cliffhanger does it end on? Right. It, it ends on the fucking end, the end all be all. It's done. Uh-huh. It's done. It's dead. The horse is dead. It's never coming back. It's done. It's all done. That's it. So that's why, although I could have like rated it a little lower, but Attack on Titan really started off as like one of my favorite shows ever. For a lot of people. And then, uh, then it may have had uh, one of our friends' effects. The the blank blank effect, as we like to call it, of someone talking excessively about the show, and then we're like, "Wow, okay, this isn't that cool anymore." Yeah. And uh, but you know, it was like it started off really high, it dipped, and then it came back up. And if if I have to rewatch, 
<laughs> if I have to rewatch the entire show again, yeah. then it's, I bet you it's really good because it's a full complete story. Is and it? It's just, it is. It's okay. full. It's a beginning and end. Uh-huh. So the only problem is of course, is they stretched they this last ending. season across the past like two years. So it's like, you just don't remember everything. Um, yeah. That's uh, so okay. I'm just gonna say right now. Uh, I think I got so turned off when I found out that you know season four didn't end yet. <laughs> yeah, it's over. That's what I'm telling. But wait, you. this <laughs> was like a year ago. Right? Yeah. This was a year ago, over right. a year ago. Now I thought I was gonna because I, I I had only seen the first season, only the first season, Matt. Was, I yeah. waited that long. Damn. Yeah. And then I binged two, three, and I thought all of four. When I found out it wasn't, I got so discouraged. You know what I'm going to do, Matt? This time next year, or maybe tonight, I'm just going to read the synopsis of the episodes I missed. I'm not even going to watch it. <laughs> Fuck this show. It's worth We're it. Doing, no, it's, worth it's saying, not worth uh, it. No, it wasn't <laughs> worth it. It's, it's not. Worth it. Dumb behavior it's by, worth it. by this you. company. Nope, not worth it. I'll so so it. the problem I'll was, read is it. it wasn't the company. The whoever, whatever, whoever, whoever like had control overall control of that huh. show, the animation company, they dropped it halfway through for whatever reason. And another animation company picked it up. And that's why like, there's this huge gap in, uh, in everything. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, I, I don't know why they took like a year and a half to release like 10 episodes. I don't know that one. The last, um, the last season's frustrating. They're well, milking it. They're just milking. It. I don't care what the reason Maybe. is. Oh, they, yeah. It's that, ruined. That cow should have died. Yep. years ago, yeah, yeah, yep. but it, it's it is good, and it's it's a very um, you love it or you hate it kind of ending. Yeah, very uh, Sopranos kind of ending. Yeah, yep, pretty much. Twenty five years, by the way, I think Sopranos. Yeah, I think twenty five years. Mm-hmm. How old we are, anyway? All right, so that is uh, Attack on Titan, your number seven, <laughs> the for real final ending. Yeah, for real, done, it's dead. It's never coming back, it's dead. I'm just going to go Wikipedia the ground. and read the last three episodes synopsis. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and I swear that's probably maybe my last anime it's for what, just like watch. two episodes. Just <laughs> two shows. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Roth, what is your number seven? Nice. My number seven is a little bit higher than Matt's, so it's the first repeat here. Um, Matt's number, those. was it eight, I think? I can't remember his eight. Uh, yeah, my number seven was Jujutsu Kaisen. I think I liked it a little bit more. Um, I actually rewatched the first three episodes because um, I fell asleep through one of the episodes, and I was like, "What am I watching?" It was a little bit of a "What am I watching here?" But I think that the first three episodes do a lot for the rest of the season. The setup, yeah, the setup is fantastic. Um, the fight scene, the Shibuya, the Shibuya incident, which is basically what the season's called, or yeah, sort of. That's it, literally what it's called. It's that. That's yeah, the subtitle. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fantastic. There's a lot of stuff going on. I do feel lost, and I was texting um, front of the show. It's on front just overall. Uh, Greg, I mean him, and talk a lot about anime, and uh, I was texting him a lot during the show. Where I'm like, "Hey, are you watching this?" Because I'm very, I'm kind of lost. I go, "Did I miss something? Did I miss an episode?" I do feel like that. There's a lot of dialogue. It does feel unnecessary, but I get what you're saying. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on you a little bit. Where what they're trying to do, and it's where it, where it feels a little unnecessary, is that they they want everybody, even even the the demons in this movie, in this movie, in the show. I keep saying movie uh, um, again. Oscar said to have also. a story. 
they want you to have everybody have a backstory. They want everybody yeah. to have a backstory. They want everybody. So everyone you encounter has yeah. so much dialogue because everyone's has everyone's. Yeah, this, this is like one of those typical anime tropes where it's like yeah. the demon's about to die, yeah. and then right before the demon dies, it's like let's do a five minute flashback to their backstory. Like no one cares. Well, the it's, it's the it's die. the demon slayer effect, right? Uh, the demon slayer yeah. does that a lot, where you know, we, yeah. there's a lot of the, a lot of that stuff going on, and then um, well, very similar to this one. But I feel like uh, it's more pronounced, especially because we have a lot of setup characters that are already done. For sure, we're yeah, also- Demon Slayer like they'll they'll set it up through the whole season, basically. Yeah. Whereas this is like one episode. It, it does feel like that, but the action is so packed, and then there's fantastic art style in a couple yeah. of those fight scenes. I gotta pull up the episode because the episode, uh, the name of the episode, because um, it's just uh, pretty much insane. I mean, um, what is it? Yeah, fluctuations and fluctuations part two, um, and thunderclap and thunderclap part two. Also, just like fantastic. It's basically what yeah. he does is switch over. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it, those the, the animation just changes and it feels way faster pace. It's hard to keep up. You almost want to pause or put it at like point five speed just to catch everything that's going on. Yeah, because it's like like a mile a minute. And it, I mean, yeah. it's just like so fast. Um, you can't you you there's so much stuff going on. You're just like, what just happened? Like, yeah. give me that recap. Give me that instant replay. Like, I'm watching football, and I'm like, please show me that replay, you know? Um, but you can do that yourself. But I had a ton of fun watching this, and I love that it doesn't – and it very much like season one, it doesn't back down away from uh, – it doesn't shy away from uh, being bloody or anything like that. Yeah. It doesn't shy from being a, has a, having a lot of adult concepts. And also, it doesn't shy away from um, knowing that uh, good doesn't always prevail, um, which is just mm-hmm. like the truth in, like, the world. In general, you know, shit gets fucked up. Eventually, maybe something you hope that could prevails, right? But really, not all the time. And it is what it is. But also, it's who's good. It's all a matter of perspective, right? To the victor go the spoils. Um, you know, the, the the winners get to write the history books and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So a lot of that is being like kind of said or being done um, in the show, which I think is like I said, is really really cool. Um, but yeah, I thought for sure it was probably the slowest start to a show because I really felt like. I missed a lot, and because it it did, and I don't know if anime is just like they're putting more money towards it, or they're just taking that much longer lately. But this was another thing where this came out. This came out in twenty twenty three, right? Started in July. Season one came out in twenty twenty. This is three years later. Like that's such a long time. Like that, it's that you feel like, oh, I should rewatch season one. That that time I got reincarnated as slime has done three seasons in ten years. Well, it's like, so. but yeah, no, but there's like, but there's a lot of that, right? And you're just like, yeah. late, especially lately, I'm just like, it feels like that with like, just like a lot of stuff, like video games, anything that has to do with animation, right? Yeah. It's just like, it feels like it takes that much longer. And I'm like, dude, I get it. I get it. But you guys are like making money, but it's just so, there's so much time that is so in, in between that it makes, I feel like you lose your fan base or you yeah. lose like, you they have like a disconnect or like, it could have been better had you been just a little bit closer to it. Um, and it sucks because, Sometimes you just don't have the time to go back to things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is. Uh, I love how the I love how the sh- the season overall ends. Um, very interested to see the next season. Hopefully, it doesn't take three years again. Um, yeah. It should maybe like two years. I give everything. Anything after two years is really too much, in my opinion, um, for any show, live action or animated. But uh, yeah, my number seven, right? Jujutsu Kaisen season two. Uh, watch it. Ton of action. Really great uh, overall. Um, I'm kind of debating on buying the uh, the manga and just seeing, or if not, just reading it online. But we'll see. Yeah. 
All right. Oh, this is a Crunchyroll. My first Crunchyroll. Right, right, right. Okay. And that's your number, what is that, six, seven? Seven. Seven, I think. Seven. Yeah. All right. My number seven, um, should be said, I don't have any anime in mine. I'm just going to say that. I'm not surprised. At least not. That's pretty much all I've watched, so. (laughs) At least not any uh, Japanese anime. Let's just say that. Yeah. my number oh, seven. I really hope you don't have Scott Pilgrim in there. Shut up. I'll fucking trash you. Oh, I can't wait for you to <laughs> wow. try. I'm going to yeah. change my number seven. Shit, I'm going to change my number six. No. My number seven is, uh, it's not animated at all, although CGI, right? Yeah. Um, it is not, It is from Apple. It is Foundation Season 2. Cool. A show that I'm guessing you guys have not seen yet. Negative um, Ghost Rider. A complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living under the rule of the Galactic Empire. Sounds Ooh. Star Wars, but it's not. So, I will say it sounds very Star Warsy. Also, the picture looks very Andory Star Warsy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this, this, this is this is high concept uh, sci-fi. This is sci-fi so far into uh, the future, so to speak, in technology that they're imagining, of course, is all fake, right? Sure. Um, that it basically feels like magic sometimes. Oh, that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, that's how futuristic it all is. This is based, of course, on the so Isaac Asimov Foundation series. The, the old books from the 60s, guys, or the 50s? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Foundation? Uh, yeah, I do. No, 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 no. I, 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 I know Asimov. I don't know the books. Right, but he wrote this famous trilogy of no more than more than three. There's more than three, but originally it was a trilogy of books called Foundation. Uh, that's what the show is based on. I do like that we're at the point that we can kind of show that now, though. Like it's kind of cool. It is really cool. Well, that's the thing is that about this movie about the show. Sorry, when season one came out, and I it made my top ten that year, guys, in 2021. Um, I remember. I still didn't watch it, but yeah, it's okay. Um, it's uh, it was considered to be like Dune, which also came out around that time. Uh, was considered to be the uh, an impossible to adapt kind of book, one of those like really hard to adapt books, like you people can't imagine. Um, but they did a good job, like Dune, like this one. Yeah, I they did that. Well, they did a good job. Dune, yeah, yeah. Dune's really one of those books job. also, yeah. Right, uh, books in that same era, even generation. Um, I think they did a, a great job of season two. Um, this. I don't even know where to start, man, with this fucking show. I, I really don't know where to start. It goes everywhere. It has a lot of things going for it. Um, it definitely builds so much on the previous stuff. It still has starring Jared Harris, uh, Lee Harvey, Lou Lobel, Terrence Mann, Lee Pace. Lee Pace is amazing. Uh, he plays um, he plays the Galactic Empire. The Galactic Empire is basically the same three kings, or I should say the same one king played by clones of that same king at, at three different stages of his life. So, for example, there's an older version of him that has aged to an old, you know, an old state me, state me king called Dusk, Brother Dusk. Uh, Brother Day is the one currently ruling at optimal age of 30-something. And then there's Brother Dawn, which is a, or maybe I have the opposite. Dusk is the young one and Dawn is the old one. I forget which one's which. Um, and they have a revolving door of like, well, the kid's going to eventually take over for a day and be the ruler for 33 years and his current that brother who's a clone of him well the same clone gets to be the old guy later you yeah. know and then they make a new baby clone and raise that kid That's in their image such a 
Uh-huh. Talk about never dying. Uh, it is right. It is a galactic God. empire that's its seed is the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's we got, get a lot of history not, into not gonna that lie, in this that's, one. That's so like that uh-huh. feels like such an like a ruler. Like I never want to such give an me. ego on that one. Yes, I yeah. know what you mean. So we get a lot more of that this year, this season, and you can tell immediately the differences between the rulers that we saw in the first season. And uh, two generations later, rulers in the second season, it is fantastic. This 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 thing skips time. It's about humanity. It's about the nature of empires rising and falling. It's about a lot of things, guys. Um, this also show has one of my favorite villains, not just the ruler guy, um, the chick who is. Um, That's helpful. I know who plays the uh, the mother character in the hunt for wilder people she's in uh, next school wins plays the wife of the main guy there of the soccer guy um she plays one of the villains in this in this in season 2 uh-huh. and truly scary shit with her as i got to say she could play a marvel villain on equal parts of magneto i would say i'll give her like magneto status level of scary um plus actually being scarier um because it's not cartoony so yeah uh, I recommend the show. Obviously, you're not going to see it, but if you guys do see it, it is high level sci-fi. It is my favorite kind of genre, of course, for TV, and sh- and Apple's nailing it. So, Told you, I love yeah. it. Yeah, sci-fi. Everyone knows sci-fi is my favorite. Yeah. So, horror in movies that works better, but sci-fi and TV works better for me. Yeah, horror and TV can work. You just have well, to. it can. It's just harder, I think. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's just the, t- the the amount of time you have to deal with it. Yeah, right. I try some of those horror shows. They never make it out. Like Swarm, that's on my number eight, or yeah, my number eight. Um, that is um, that is technically, I guess, a horror type, and uh, I would call it that. But yeah. uh, you know, also not really. You know, so it's kind of hard. That's as close as I can get to a horror, anyway. Sure. So that is my number seven, anyway. Foundation at Apple TV Plus. Check it out, uh, Matt. You number six. Oh yeah. All right, oh, here's yeah. finally my first non-anime. Well, technically second non-anime. All right, I'm keeping it down there, but uh, Mandalorian season three. Oh, yeah, that's not anime. It yeah. was okay, but it wasn't great. <laughs> Do you notice that everything in his top ten is always like, it was yeah, like it's here. like you don't like any of. It's your like picks. he doesn't. He hates all of his picks, and he's like, you know what? It's just there. You know, this is a top ten, right? Not a bottom ten. Hey, right. my top ten is the ten shows I've seen, and fucking shotgun blast them against the wall and figure out. No, I know. Sit on top. No, I know. <laughs> it just uh, it just sounds funny to me. Um, yeah. So tell us about Mandalorian. Well, I mean they they deliberately um, use this season to kind of uh, pivot from like the main character, the Mandalorian, and they try to like introduce almost like an ensemble cast with uh, Bo-Katan as like the number one. And they're kind of like, it feels like they're getting ready to like hand off the reins and make him um, like a, what's, what's, what's it called? Not a side character. What's it called? Uh, Like a recurring character, I guess, you know, for TV show lingo Mm -hmm. and make her like the main character for the next season. But I don't really know. It's like, I, I don't know. The, my biggest gripe with this season is the end of season two was Luke Skywalker coming in and taking uh, Grogu. And then all of a sudden you start this season. It's like, okay, he's back. All right. And then that's it. And you're like, what the fuck happened? 
that. Okay. Like they like never explain shit for it. They Let like me, do you know have the a answer? couple sentences. Do you want me to tell you? Go ahead. I don't care. No, no. I'm just saying uh, they do give you answers. First of all, I hated season two for that. I hated that when they brought in Luke Skywalker. I fucking hate it to this day. I hate it so fucking much. I almost didn't watch season three because I hate that shit. Stop bringing in Star Wars shit. Or stop bringing Skywalker shit into. My oh, story. okay, okay, Skywalker. I was like, I was like, the fuck. Whatever. <laughs> it just seems like Star Wars is all about the same guys, the same people. Yeah. I'm like, can we get past this anyway? If they brought a Shoka in season three, I was I was hating it anyway. But so, uh, Book of Boba Fett came out. Book of Boba Fett halfway through. Oh, that yeah. season. I didn't see it actually. That's why. I saw like two, half, two episodes. Half of that show, the la- the later half, like the last three episodes, devoted to the Mandalorian. It right. literally shows how he gets Grogu back. Yeah, literally show. Okay, yeah, yeah. well, I it's guess watch it's really that annoying. Then. It's so yeah, dumb because it's, it's like it is um, annoying because you you shouldn't have to watch another show to tell you how it exactly. Yeah, 100%. Or, or it should have been like uh, the Mandalorian um, something, uh, the Mandalorian chapters or the Mandalorian whatever. Yeah, it shouldn't maybe it shouldn't be the named the book of Boba Fett when it really wasn't about Boba Fett. It should be like yeah, yeah it's it is sad that you had the to Mandalorian the Boba Fett chapters or whatever. Yeah, I agree. You get my point. Yeah, it does yeah, suck. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Two point five. So yeah, that's <clears throat> so that's my biggest gripe is and okay, I guess that solves a lot of that. I guess I should finish watching Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> no, don't finish it. Just you're you're fine. You I just told you. You yeah. get them back, it's cool. Yeah. You need a so, soca uh, too I mean, at the same time. It makes you feel better. It's not bad. I mean they they do they, they still do decent dialogue, they do decent story progression. It's getting like a little slow. You're it's it's almost like you don't really know where they're going with it because this, the show is clearly like all uncharted territory where yeah. they're just like going with it. And I think they're definitely going to run this as far as they can. And they're just going it, to, it's all them winging it. And yeah. it feels like that. It feels like that they're winging it too, because there's no uh, direction. Yeah. I, I do. Feel, I do like that. They are giving, they're making the back. I mean, because in the way of the you say the wing in it, but they do make the backstory for like, or they're like, this is how our culture is. This is how our things are. You know, yeah. So, but yeah, it is. It is cool to see those things, but it also does feel like we're taking it very baby stepish, and it's like we'll give us more, just push it forward or whatever. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, no, this is an honorable mention to me. I th- I liked it better than season two because, again, I hate that Skywalker shit. Yeah, um, I, they, I actually forgot this came out this year, but yeah. But they didn't put in season three, so I was happy with that. I like the Bo-Katan history stuff about the Mandalorian, the lore of it, the great, the old city and shit. Yeah, like, I love that shit. I like that was hearing, great. Yeah, love hearing, like, like, like all that. So I was a big fan of that. But it's still yeah, honorable there, mention. There were definitely some cool, and one of the, the better things for Star Wars, at least for these like nerd projects because they can't get the movies right. I don't know what it is, but like these, these shows, because you have like such a passionate nerd running it with John Favreau, like they, they, he does a very good job at, at the complete picture at like the storytelling element of it because he, it's like, you can tell he obviously wants to get it right and doesn't want to fuck it up. It's, and it shows, it really shows in the, uh, in the writing. Um. Yeah, I'll go with some of that. I I feel like uh, I'm like halfway through that sentence. What you said, like I yeah, to a point, he is like that for sure for me. 
Um, and then we have other nerd boys that are in the same kind of group here, like uh, Filoni guy, who also feels that way. He's done a lot of Star Wars stuff. He's a big, huge fan, obviously. I think he's fucking it up, and, uh, even though he's a big fanboy. Who's that? Uh, Filoni, right? That's his name? Am I getting his name wrong? I don't know. Uh, Dave, right? Dave he did, he did uh, Ahsoka. And oh, he, he did, did Ahsoka, okay. He did all the Rebels and stuff. And I thought, I thought Rebels and Ahsoka was like excellent, though. I, I've never seen Rebels. I saw Ahsoka, and it's not excellent at all. Yeah, Dave Filoni. I was right. Dave Filoni. Okay, I got it right. Fuck. Piece okay. of shit show. Jesus Sorry. fuck. What, Ahsoka? You fucked that up. Yeah, you completely fucked it up. Yeah, I didn't finish it. Yeah, it's my unfinished show because I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, interesting. You didn't finish it. Anyway. And I, lo- um, I, I love me some Ahsoka, but yeah. I, I lo- no, I love that cast, sure. Rosario Dawson nails it. Yeah, Rosario Dawson is great. Anyway, uh, let's not get into everything else. But Mandalorian, great. Now you're number six. Uh, Raf, you're number six. Numero seis, staying with Max, probably my only other Max show. Hmm. Um, it is an adaptation of an amazing video game called The Last of Us. Uh, slow, huh? The Last yeah. of Us is your yeah. number six. My numero oh, seis. slow. That is low. Well, I guess, for you guys. Um, after a global pandemic destroys civilization, a hardened survivor <clears throat> Joel, uh, takes charge of a 14-year-old girl who may be humanity's last hope. Um, this is Neil Druckmann's baby, also written, also created by uh, Craig Mazin, uh, Mazin, or Mazin uh, starring Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, Anna Torv, uh, Gabriel Luna, um, there's a bunch of all Melanie Linsky. I uh, love that episode. All the uh, episodes with her. Yes. Um, yeah. But we'll get into it. Uh, Nick Offerman as well. Great episode as well. Um, in my opinion. So, yeah. This is um, the adaptation that they uh, of The Last of Us, of the video game The Last of Us, if you've never played it. Um, kind of that whole, uh, did it probably the post-apocalyptic world um, that does uh, probably just hard to do anything else, really. Um, story's really great. The, the design's really great. The video game's just amazing overall. The story's so good that they made a TV show about it. And um, I thought they really did good justice on it. Um, obviously, they had to change some stuff to make sense for TV, not for video games. Because, you know, video game, video game logic <laughs> means a little bit different than how the real world works. Uh, but yeah, I probably... Um, one of those shows that it came out that I was just like, man, like I want the next episode. Like, give me the next episode. Like, give me the next episode. Uh, and it is one of those shitty moments where you're just like, I have to wait for the next episode. I have to wait for the next episode. And uh, yeah, so that's that. That really does suck. And it kicks you in the in the feels, and it makes you feel a certain way, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think um, what's that episode? Uh, uh, kin or left behind? Can't mm-hmm. remember if it was one of those two. Um, where it's just, uh, yeah, uh, just with the little kid, and just this, this, this is a show about you know um, making it through this crazy, as they say, global pandemic. Um, as put, but almost um, uh, making it through this global pandemic, and really that not being the issue, which we talk about it also in uh, Matt's favorite number one show of all time, uh, Walking Dead. It's really about the humans that are the scariest things, right? Um, that you have to live through. And it's like ourselves being our biggest roadblock and like helping ourselves get, like just become exactly. become this this big thing, right? Uh, and it's cool to see them traverse 
And it's so cool to see how a lot of things just like how actual Roblox happened, how you have to think so differently, how um, just how the world's all portrayed. Um, Pedro Pascal does a great job of having no humanity and then showing all the humanity at the same time. Um, and then uh, Bella Ramsey just like wins you over as this like, I'm so innocent, but at the same time, I'm not, you know? Um, and I want to, um, you know, I want better for the world. And why wouldn't you want better? And seeing this jaded, like just juxtaposition that just uh, really works well. But like I said, it already worked amazing in a video game. Um, and just, I thought it worked fucking fantastic in this, uh, in this show. Uh, I can see why you would say it would be higher, but there's some other stuff that, yeah, well, for, me, not, right? for me, for me, for me, obviously. Um, that uh, that hits a little a little harder to home, maybe because it is it an original show for me, because um, I've already I've already played through this game, you know I've already done everything in this, I already know the story of what's going to happen. Um, that I could see why it's on that cusp of my top ten or uh, almost making the top five list. But yeah, there's uh, little to say. I think it's probably one of the biggest shows that came out last year, um, probably to most people that even don't know what, you know, video games are or little video games are. Uh, that came out last year. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, so that's Last of Us on HBO or Max, whatever. I'm going to consider it an HBO special. So um, this one still says HBO Max. Ha! Sorry, I'm the poster. This was still before the Max the Max takeover. Yeah, it was right at that cusp, yeah. Hmm? yeah. It, was right, it was like brand new. Because yeah. that was the beginning of the year. That's why right. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So that's my number six. March or something. Last of Us. All right, that's your number six. My number six is also a Mac show, the one to watch for HBO. The one to watch for HBO, I mean. Um, it is a show that, trust me, I don't think you guys have heard of. It is a documentary series, a mini series called Telemarketers. Follows former telemarketer employees Pat Pespas and Sam Lipman Stern, two longtime office friends who find themselves hot on the trail of a sobering look at the ugly side of American capitalism and the abuse of customer trust. This is, of course, telemarketers. You guys have, have you guys ever been called by a telemarketer? Have you or someone you love been called by a telemarketer? <laughs> um, this is a. Is this your pitch about our car's extended warranty right now? No, <laughs> quite the opposite, I would say. Um, this is a a a three part mini series, documentary series. Each uh, each part is like about an hour long, so they're very episodic. Um, about these guys in the nineties or so, the eighties really, um, but nineties and two thousands especially is when they started really filming. They filmed themselves working for a big telemarketer industry and. They get into it, right? And they get into the numbers. You get into a lot of things, particularly what kind of people they hired, what they did at the office, what they did for a living, how much drugs and insane shit went on in not just those offices, but in the very practices that they did. Like, as long as you met your numbers, they don't give a shit what you did, you know, kind of thing. Um, as long as you hit your numbers, right, so to speak. Um and and it was all about quotas. The movie, uh, the, 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 the story is very chronological. Sometimes. As it goes along, as the years pass, and you've seen the videos, and they're moving to different jobs, and, and they are, whatever, doing this and that, and they meet other people, they realize that, dude, that shit that we did for a living, or sometimes still do for a living, is really bad for our society. <laughs> like, we're really... 
Um, particularly, this thing attacks, I don't want to say attacks, but it highlights how FOPs were used to such a negative degrees. Uh, FOPs being uh, fraternal orders of police. Um, how they were used, in, like, what well, they would claim to be officers when they were not officers, they were just telemarketers. They would claim to be officers asking for money for donations for the local chapter of the local fraternity order of police, right? And in their name, it will keep 90 to 95% of the proceeds. And that's how they made millions and billions of dollars. That's insane. Um, so every time you think you're donating to someone, they would offer all these stickers that you see sometimes in the back of cars to this day saying, like, I support this FOP, right, or this thing here, this district here. Um, those people that send them out are tend to be these telemarketers, for example. And these are the two guys, these two guys that the, that the show follows or that, the, that, they, that they follow the show from is uh, two other lead. One of them is their lead, like, salesman, like a big-time salesman guy, right? And it goes through all the lists of all the changes, like controversy after controversy from the 90s to the 2000s to the present day of, like, this shit. Like, yeah, they get found out. They, they try to change the law. And so they start a new company almost exactly the same way. They just change a little thing here. Yeah. And they move on to the same thing, right? Um, so fucking grimy. It is left and right. I am really not giving it justice whatsoever. You should watch it. It is very enlightening. It's very oh, funny. And very funny and very homey, too. Like, these are all low-level people doing all the investigation. And you could tell, obviously. They're just regular people. Regular schmoes. They're clearly people, the type of people that have, like, uh, records or that have, like, a bad history of some kind or are broke or homeless even. Like, this is their last job. This is their last leg job most of the time. And this is what they had to do to make ends meet. And this is the kind of company that they were working for. And it just it goes from there, you know. So is that sorry to bother you? No, I guess not. Uh, sorry to bother you goes to wackier places, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I recommend it. It's it's fucked up. It is definitely American capitalism at its worst. It is right up there with that kind of thing. Uh, it'll make you hate yourself a little bit for maybe even answering these fucking calls. I don't know, but we all can relate because we've always had these calls. We've all had these calls before. Yeah. So that's Telemarketers on Max, the one to watch for HBO, as I said. Um, check it out. And that's my number six. And with that, we're going to take a break. When we come Ooh, back, yeah. when we come back, we're going to obviously finish our five through ones. And we're going to get into our extras like our honorable mentions and missed opportunities and shit. So stay with us, please. All right, we are back, and let us get right into our number fives. Matt, what is your number five TV show oh, yeah. of 2023? Oh, All right, so I lied when I said there's a couple. So number five, back to anime. Um, <coughs> number five is My Hero Academia. Nice. Even though it was split up between two years. <coughs> but it was excellent. I kept texting. I don't know how many times I texted Ralph and Greg. Have you watched this yet? Have you yeah. watched this? Yeah. Because it was like, it was one of those actual like nail biters from episode to episode. So it was very good, especially compared to the season before, where the season before was like all build up. And now yeah. this was like the payoff to that season. I, so I did feel like that, but I felt like, I felt like Jujutsu did a better job. Better than my opinion, of course. But yeah, I think it's, and it's, it's possible that, uh, 
I mean, yes, they did a better job somewhat, but I think it's because you're so much more invested in My Hero Academia by now because it's like seven seasons. I think it's like the seventh season, sixth season. Yeah. So you're just you're much more invested in the characters and to like how everything goes. And it's like I don't know. It's it's one of those weird dynamics where My Hero Academia, you know, kind of what what happens at the end. Because obviously Deku's alive. Like that's the whole thing is he's telling his story of how he became, uh, you know, basically the number one hero or right, 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 something right. close to that. So it's like it's just how he became an academia. He, right, right. It's just filling the gaps to how he got there, yep. which is kind of cool. So it takes a little mystery out of it, but I mean, it's still really good. But yeah. The, uh, I don't really have much else to say about it other than that. It was just a great buildup. Like I said, last season, this season, it was good payoff for everything for the action. And it was like, it was like nonstop every episode. It was just like, bam, 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 bam. And and the season was long. It wasn't like 13 episodes. I think it was like 20 or something. So it was, uh, it was good. I don't really got much else to say about it other than that, other than, just, yeah, I know. I do remember it was being good. I just said that it was split. I think I claimed it as last year or twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, it's possible, and I'm sure I, I probably I did most too. Of the, yeah, I think most of the episodes are in twenty twenty two, and I think it's like the last like seven or so, something like or that. Twenty twenty three. I could be wrong, but I from what I remember. Yeah. Again, Lade, you do you. So whatever you want to claim. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let me get in your way. No, I good. won't. <laughs> All right. That might actually be my last uh, anime. Oh, is that right? It might be. Yep, Damn. it is. All right. Nice. Cool. All right, Roth, you're number five. My number five is an, a show that I know none of you guys have watched, and um, it is a uh, adapted from a webtoon. Okay. Oh, shit. So this is... Reverse uh, Blue. See You in My 19th Life. This is a Korean drama. Okay. Um, it's called, it says Banjoon ba, can remember all her past lives. When her previous life is cut short by a tragic incident, she sets out to reunite with a man named uh, Moon Seo Ha, uh, whom she met in her 18th life. Okay, so hmm. again, it's adapted from a webtoon. A lot of um, Buddhism there. Actually, yeah, very much so. Um, I'm gonna. I already butchered some names, so I'm not even going to continue to butcher names. So I'm gonna leave that be. Uh, yeah, the whole gimmick on this one is she can remember her past lives, and uh, she has a big goal in her 19th life, which is essentially in her 18th life, she uh, dedicates herself to do something for someone, but she ends up dying, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, in her 19th life, she comes back, and uh, there is a trick to the nine to the lives, though, um, where it's uh, she doesn't remember anything until she's like age of like six or seven, and then all her memories just like come back to her. Okay. So there is a trick to that. But yeah, there is also a reason as to why she can remember her past and all of that jazz. Um, but anyway, she had de- hard dedicates to make sure that she makes it back in this person's life. Um, it's like her life goal, essentially. And uh, she uses all of her experiences and her, her past uh, to, what's it called, um, to help her achieve her goal. I think this is um, a really cool... It's comedy, obviously, very fantasy as well, um, with just the whole thing of being able to remember your 19 life. Um, yeah. And uh, it's such a cool, like, story of uh, this this woman trying to figure out basically how she's, why is she 
have, why does she have this ability? You know, and uh, being able to use this ability as like, how do I not squander my life? How do I know if it's, you know, how do I not, how do I be able to be kind of like, how do I not just like feel like it's just, well, I'm going to remember anything. It's going to be useless or it's going to be, you know, like tainted experiences or makes it feel like um, I'm just dull to everything because, you know, it's like you could also try everything new, right? You theoretically could do everything, right? You know how to speak multiple languages because she does. You know how to do multiple things because obviously like tradition from past and stuff like that. Um, for the most part, she sticks her, her 19 lives are all in like that Asia country, Korea mainly. Um, but it's interesting how she can almost force herself to come back earlier than later, depending on how like the reincarnation thing works. Um, but yeah, it's this like this power of, she finds somebody that she truly loves and she wants to stay with them. And it, it, it really does a really great job of like this whole, um, the whole drama behind of like, she very meticulous of how she wants to choose, um, how to come out to uh, her beloved, right? It was, was the best way to put it. Um, and it's uh, because you can't just like force it because then she'll just lose everything. She knows everything. He doesn't know. Like, how do you come out to somebody and say like, hey, by the way, I know everything from your past, from like your X, Y, and Z. You know? um, and I remember telling you this and it's like all of these decisions that she has to do to lead up to basically making it a an actual like, happen chance encounter that they meet and having actually falling in love and forcing this and seeing it through her perspective is really cool. Um, as well as seeing it from the perspective of or you, what you get from the guy, but then finding out also throughout the show that um, how she acquired these, uh, this disability overall and the, uh, the twist that comes out because it is obviously a drama and it has to have drama. And all of these episodes are like an hour, hour 10, so there's 12 episodes. So man, did I watch this? Um, it hits you in the feels for sure. So I, from, from what I heard, it's a really cool, popular webtoon. Um, I never read it, but uh, I did bring it up to our brother Oscar, and uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, I read that." And I was like, "Oh no shit!" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, it was really cool." And I was like, "Well, I think that, I think the show is really cool too." Like, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I dug it a lot." Um, yeah, they do a really good. I think they do uh, a really good job of just how. Uh, to break down this uh, this character and just like incorporate everything that she needs to incorporate to get the um, get to her beloved and doing every- and then once they obviously because they obviously get together come on the show um, and once they do it's uh, how they manage these interactions and all the tribulations that happen uh, really cool on the fantasy end as well it's really cool they tie her nineteen lives and they bring a lot of things from her past and become situational and stuff of that nature. Um, and then there's a really cool twist later on that I don't want to ruin, of course. But yeah, this is um, one of the uh, Korean dramas that came out last year that I watched with my wife. That, many Korean dramas that I saw last year that I think hit the hardest, and my only one of in my top ten. Um, so yeah, my number five is See You in My Nineteenth Life. I doubt any of you guys would watch it. I know your significant others would probably love it, mm-hmm. um, but you guys aren't that soft. So um, maybe Oscar would watch it and appreciate it. But uh, Matt would have a hard time watching this. But yeah, he's calling you out. And he's from he's what calling I know. You out. I think that's what he's, from what I know he's of, saying. Yeah. You can't do yeah, it. One, he's saying you can't do 1, it. One thousand percent. On your own fucking stream yeah. too. This is uh, <laughs> this is this is on Netflix. By the way, coming back to Netflix. Right, right, Netflix. Right. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's a Netflix original. No, it's probably they probably have exclusive oh, to it in the Western yeah. world. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, maybe. It's originals you can't get as far as here. Yeah, but it's for sure. From but there. Netflix does have a lot of like Korean dramas, like like we're buying this or whatever, right. or owning the rights to it. Yeah. Hmm, exactly. Okay. Um, my number on to number five. My number five uh, um, is a going back to Hulu slash FX. Um, okay. It's a strange show. Because it's this fifth season. It is Fargo season five. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Well, it's so. not done yet. The The last episode is like two yet. days from now. Yeah, but I, I'm like, where am I in it? I'm like, I think only four episodes. Oh, in. okay. No, I, I am pretty much caught up to up to the last one. Um, I, I dug the fuck out of it. It would have made my list, to be honest with yeah. you. But I just never caught. I never caught up to it. Yeah, this is a, a really good show. I think they come back in full force. I, they, I feel like I haven't loved this show since, like this anyway, since probably season one. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I really like season two. I love season three more than two even. Uh, four two was a letdown for me, in my opinion. Um, and these are all years ago. This is this show started a decade ago, so it's not like they were year to year back to back. It's not like I have a great fresh memory on these seasons, but I remember yeah. that's roughly the order. <clears throat> the first season is still my highlight. Um, season two and three are really good. Three being, I think a little better and uh, four was a letdown, but this one's come back full way better than I expected. This, uh, this new season stars, Juno Temple, Jennifer, Jason Lee, David Ristol, Um, What's his name? Um, John Hamm. Big, he's a, he's like the big villain of the show. Yeah, he um, is. fucking asshole. Fucking <laughs> asshole. Sam Sproul. Um, Lamorne Morris, very good in the show as well. And that's, let's just stop there, I guess, roughly it. And this is uh, Noah Hawley's uh, show, of course. So I've always been a Noah Hawley fan. I've seen all of Legion. I've seen all of his Fargo. I've read his book, even. And um, I think, I don't know, something about this right combination. This is the most Fargo ish. Because, <clears throat> uh, you know, the Fargo, the the TV show, it's an anthology series. It does series. feel like the most, yes. It's I an anthology series, but the 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 one thing that they follow is that they all kind of follow the works of the Coen Brothers, which is the 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 the, the brothers that made the original movie Fargo from nineteen ninety five or whatever, and um, ninety seven, I think. The Woodchipper. The Woodchipper, right? Um, but it's like the show grew from that point, like where it's not just going to be about Fargo; it's going to be connecting all of their other movies from. You know, uh, I, I mean, you know, Big Lebowski to uh, No Country for Old Men or to True Grit. You know, they combine all this. Like, it's like all the themes of their movies is going to be uh, like part of the art of the world making of these seasons. And this latest one, like I said, it's like they went back to Fargo again and they combine a bunch of other stuff. Like there's a bit of Home Alone in here. There's a bit of No Country for Old Men in here. There's a big of Big Lebowski in here. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good sure. stuff going on here, and I really like the cast they're doing. Juno Temple is the Juno Temple, and I would say uh, John <clears throat> Ham. John Ham is really, really a bad guy, like a real bad guy in this movie and the show. Sorry, and uh, Juno Temple is like the tiger, the the star, the one that's uh, I wouldn't call her a damsel in distress, not even a little, but because she fucking fights no. back, but. Um, oh, no, she's a but she's great, like the yeah. star, the the sympathetic one for sure, and she just fucking nails it. Even her accents, per, per, I I love the way she does it. Um, she's really what good. Was I watching this around, I was watching this around somebody, and they were like, "I just can't fucking do it with the accents." So. It was somebody we know. I feel like somebody around us said that to me. <laughs> yeah, also, I can't recently. remember who it was. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I got over the accent pretty fast. I love it. So, 
yeah, even though it's not over yet, like technically I haven't seen the finale, I love the journey 100%. So, yeah, I have one of those in my top five where I haven't seen the finale mm-hmm. of it yet, and I'm that still digging the fuck out of it. So, yeah. It does, yeah. So, that is, again, that is Fargo Season 5. Check it out. It's on Hulu slash FX. Um, on to our number fours. Matt, what is your number four? All right, my number four is... I slightly regret it and could have made my number five and flipped my hero with it. But, okay. okay. Sorry, number four is going to be Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. Peacock. Uh, honestly, the it was good. Um, the the worst part of it was probably Anthony Mackie. Like, man, he really tries really hard to be funny. And it's like, bro, you're just not funny. I'm just not I think that's part of the gimmick, though. I think it is. I really yeah. do think it is. And it's like it makes it I forgot to write it down here. I watched that too. It makes it kind of cringy. Funny. I did not finish the I show. Yeah. It, yeah. No. Oh man, the last Someone couple episodes, especially because like uh, Sweet Tooth makes the show. He really does. He's like I, that's the, the last episode I saw was he, you know who the voice just, is, right? Will Arnett. Yeah. And everything else. <laughs> yeah. The last like, episode I saw was the one after Sweet Tooth. They they encounter sweet tooth. Oh, that's only like third. So that's like third or fourth, maybe fourth. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, spoiler alert: he comes back, and there's more episodes. More. I knew that already. Yeah. And uh, but they they uh, yeah, sweet tooth's character is definitely the highlight of the show, and everything else is kind of good. Uh, the there are some like um plot threads in it that I want to see because like they never flesh out uh, Nev Campbell's character. Like who plays like ends. a real villainy type? Yeah, real like hardcore villain. Yeah. And the season ends on like right when they get back to Nev Campbell, basically. So they obviously are setting it up for a second season, which a second season got approved. They got Greenland. Well, there's a whole so, part where you go to Chicago to meet Calypso, and you're like the whole time thinking like the Calypso, like <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I didn't so, get that far. Sorry, I know my microphone picks up weird stuff. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> My bad. Um, but yeah, I, I really... I'm not surprised that it ended full circle with like them going back to Nev Campbell's town, but I thought they were going to end it like in Chicago. But then I was like, you know what? I bet you they make a full season just in case they don't get picked up for like a second season kind of thing. Well, that's kind of dope. Well, it's on Peacock, so no one would watch it anyway. Yeah, right. uh, enough people for them to... Make a second season, so, hmm. um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. So yeah, it was good. Um, uh, the the I can't remember the, the girl's name, but she she's uh her character is funny. I I just remember her from Brooklyn Nine Nine. But yes, she's uh, a yeah. oh uh, yeah I know who you're talking about Diaz. Uh, Diaz. Yeah, she's a uh, she's got a good character though. Yeah, that is that. All right, that's four. your number four, Twisted Metal. Can't believe they made the show. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things. It's like uh, you would never expect. I mean, yeah, I had fun with it. It was nowhere near my top ten, but like, I had fun with it. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, it was very backgroundy to me in the end. Like, yeah. I feel like the main problem with it, it wasn't Anthony Mackie. It was the fact that they didn't have enough action sequences with their cars as they should have. Yeah, and like, you can tell one thing you got to fucking do or nail, and they didn't do it exactly. enough. They were obviously on a budget. Like, yeah, a it must budget be something. Whatever it was, it's. But, uh, I needed more. Anyway, yeah. uh, but the rest I was fine with. Um, anyway, so that's uh, number four. Uh, Raf, what's your number four? Ah, yes, my number four is my only Disney Plus. Is this where I um, think it is? 
I has to be. My number four is Loki. Loki. Season two. Um yeah, man. I dug the fuck out of this show this uh season. And uh this was like, let's get going. You know, let's 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 move this. Let's move this going. Um we're get, we want to get all the episodes. Um I yeah. Uh something about this was even though it was only six episodes. I binged six. the fuck out of this once I found. Yeah, it was only six, right? That was like eight. Pretty sure it was less. Um, once I found out that it was out, um, watching this, I was like, I kind of have to, you know, sort of has to watch this. Uh, it sucks again that they did this whole like fucking every other week kind of bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I love how they go back. I actually like how they explain the TVA. Six episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Um, the uh, I like how they explain the TVA and how um, time works differently there. I I love the choice. The, the ending of this of the show is just glorious. By the way, um, also the name of the episode is called "Glorious Purpose." Um, but the I I dug everything about Loki's decision making and the type of person that you see that he obviously is, wants to be, and becomes. Um, all in, in all those episodes that you watch. Yeah. And, uh, I just feel like though, like I said, it's just the, the way it wraps up, cause there's so much going on in this show that you're just like, it's a little hard to keep up towards the end, especially with all the looping. And especially with just a lot of like the, the traveling through the, uh, dimensions and, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not trying to spoil much, but if you haven't seen season one, season two is kind of hard. But Tom Hiddleston does a really great job of uh, of keeping it intact, but looking like he's not because he's really not at the same time. It's just his acting is really great. Um, and uh, Owen Wilson, who uh, plays Mobius, also seeing him and actually seeing him, which is I know it sounds weird to say that, but if you saw the show, you'd kind of get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to see these people's like. Uh, why, why they do what they do, um, how they act or why they act, how they act as well, um, how they're cold or how they're not and stuff like that. I thought it was a, I thought it was a really great, um, what's it called? A uh, little connection of everything. Uh, my favorite, um, what's it called? Uh, my favorite, uh, cameo without well, really cameo. Cause he's in every episode, um, of the season two is, uh, is Obi love Obi in this. And just like, everything how how in how he's kind of been in the whole show in season one as well if you paid attention he's just does that has didn't actually wasn't physically there for the show yeah. but having the character introduced and just how it all how, like just the way they make everything connect and how they connect the marvel universe and how it connects to just like just about everything and it really does matter and it really does suck to see that you know jonathan majors is or he who remains um, I'm curious as to who they're going to replace him for because it's such a cool villain and he play he does such a good job. It's just shitty that he's such a shitty person. Yeah. Um, but he does a, he does really really good job. Um, again, it's just shitty that you know he's a fucking piece of shit. But whatever. Uh, the uh, this whole connection just I don't know, man. The, the way they do everything, even though they're time traveling forward and backwards and somewhere in time where they're supposed to be. Um, yeah. It's it's a lot of sci-fi shit going on, but it's all explained to you, and uh, I, I feel like it's never dumbing you down, even though when it's asking, "Hey, d- 
dumb it down for me. Um, it's it it doesn't it doesn't treat you less than, um, which I I love about it, and I love this whole science fiction. And I think it's probably Marvel's best work in TV um, that's out right now that that has been out so far. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, I dug the fuck out of one division, but that was a while ago also. And I think Loki season two is just does it way better. It's just way better um, overall of like likeness. Um, but yeah, I can't say more than enough and just how it all connects and just the way it ends is just, like I said, um, it's so fantastic that it just, it's worth every episode. Um, and it's, and it's just, it gives me kind of like hope for what I'm going to see next. Um, and I hope it's not squandered because I know they're failing at other shit that they're doing. So, uh, but yeah. It would be very interesting to see how it all connects and seeing how they show the rest of it, how it all connects, even though they kind of did show how it's kind of connecting now, but it's very much the catalyst of what's going on in the future. So I'm very interested to see what else they're going to do. Obviously, um, not with this, but with other things. Uh, so, yeah, that's Loki season two without spoiling much of anything. It's hard to uh, is my number four. All right. Uh, close to my list, but no, never did. It's on the outside looking in for me. Um, but it is like the best thing they got. For sure. I agree with you there. That's your number four. My number four is a double. This is our not my first double. Not the first double here, but um double, double. one of them. Perfect. It is uh also it's from Max. It is The Last of Us. This is where I put yeah. The Last of Us for me. It is my, my okay. number four. Uh, I'm not going to reiterate what the story is about. This is based on the on the hit Neil Druckmann um, ga- video game of the same title, as well as a sequel, which is coming out in season two. I think this year, probably next year. Um, I think I think it's 2025. Yeah, at, at, probably at best. Uh, Craig Mason, also uh, the guy who did Chernobyl, is doing this fucking this show, and I think that's a great pick for this fucking move for the show. This is uh, great world building, amazing performances. You think of. Uh, Pedro Pascal, who does a really good Joel. Um, you know, I even listened to the podcast where the vo- the voice actor slash actual actor, because he's a mocap actor as well, uh, of the original game. I forgot that guy's name. Anybody know? No. Okay, doesn't matter. That guy uh, does the does the official podcast for HBO on The Last of Us, um, and it's uh, been very interesting hearing that, uh, hearing um, his input in that too, because they also bring in. The actors that played Ellie in for one of the last episodes too of the first season as part of the flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the stars, like I said, Bella Ramsey. Ralph already mentioned that. Very good acting. This is like um, this is very much a um, a survival story, but also a hopeful story, a hopelessness story. This is all of those things kind of combined. It's very much uh, what kind of human nature is all about, told in a fantastical setting. Uh, it's very classic that way. Um, I do love the the world building of the zombies, if you want to call it that, mushroom zombies, the uh, clickers and whatnot. I think my one gripe about the about the filmmaking or, or 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 the season one is that I wish it had more of the action that I you know knew and loved from the original game. Now I know that in the game you get a lot more opportunities to fight because you're surviving all the time. That's part of the game mechanic. Um, it's impossible to see actors do that all the time. This, they would die a long time ago. But like, right. I wanted to see a little bit more. 
And they did come out. It's funny. They did come out and say, like, yeah, we do regret that we didn't show it more than we wanted. We wanted to show more, and we didn't. Um, but we'll, we, they're like, we promise a lot more action in the next one. That's what they said. We'll see. Um, but I think they nailed season one <laughs> in tone. Two episodes back to back of action. Yeah, yeah. They nailed season one in tone and adaptational, like, progress and efficiency. I think it's a really good job. I can't wait to see what they do next uh, or how they do season two and three. Uh, I don't even know if that's how they're going to do it also because he's I'm guaranteed that's what, how they're going to do I'm, it. You don't know that. You I can't guarantee shit. percent guaranteed they're going to regret, shit, yeah. they regret not doing You don't know how they're going to do it. Um, we'll see. There's many ways to go about it. Bucks. There's many ways to go about it. But you're right. That is the most likely way to do it. Definitely doing more than one season. They've already pretty much guaranteed that. Oh, no, that's true. But I'm saying I don't know if they're going to do it the immediately obvious way that we're thinking. Um, oh, yeah. I, th- I think that's what they're going to do. Maybe. Um, anyway. I'm super excited for the next one. I think, that, like I said, really good job. This is all cylinders hitting for me. So, yeah, The Last of Us, my number four. Uh, Matt, what is your number three? If, if you mean the, the immediate obvious where the clear break in the game is, yes. Not the whole action thing for two episodes. Yes. Just to clarify that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I also, do, I do mean that. real quick, uh-huh. uh, just a segue that I'll touch on at the end, but I just remembered the... the early conversation we were having about the writer's strike, what that affected stranger things. It affected stranger things really bad. Yeah. To the point where what we were talking about now is like, it's gone on so long. Like no one really cares. Wait, did that come out this year in 2023? No, 2022. It's 2022, right? Yeah. And And I think it's slated for 2025. Yeah. It's, they have, they just started production for it. These guys are like uh, fucking 30 years old. Yeah. They're older than I am. (laughs) Right. So, Anywho, probably talk more about that at the end. But okay, number three is now we're gonna repeat everything. Number three is uh, Loki. Loki, (laughs) and uh, a a lot of the same um, with what Ralphie said. Uh, My big thing, my big gripe about this (laughs) Loki season is what? (laughs) I just always start with the gripe. Yeah, is um the uh, the female Loki? I can't remember her name. She just uh, didn't really have a. Loki. She Loki. didn't really have like a strong Sylvie. presence. It was just like whatever. I I don't know. It, she Sylvie. Yeah, so her. You just hate that she, she just wanted to be a McDonald's worker. You just hate that, right? Right. She she didn't contribute like anything. Three to, big backs. To uh, the story, the overall story, like they could have done that entire thing without her. And so it's just kind of a shame that she didn't, she was. They made her purposefully like a key part in season one, and then season two, it was just like, meh, let's find something for her to do. It was just kind of boring for her her character, and I think J- Jonathan Major's character, Kang, obviously, I think his variant in that one, like the nerd variant, was, was very entertaining. I thought it was very good. Um, oh, that World's Fair episode? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was pretty cool. My favorite moment in that show is when, like, they, they psych him up. I'm not going to spoil it too much about it here. They psych him up to go outside and fix his major problem, and as soon as he steps outside, he fucking evaporates. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That was fucking funny. <laughs> I was, was like funny. a gas like, oh, and, and laughing at the same time. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, had, um, they had good, uh, like, cliffhanger. Uh, endings for episodes and things like that to keep you like in suspense because it was supposed to be like a, a kind of more suspenseful show anyways um and there was kind of like a 
for it being six episodes, there were some weird plots that just kind of like went nowhere. Like that whole like when they had tried to have that very brief like TVA rebellion that lasts like a half an episode. And then they all like teleported there and then they like destroyed him. Like, okay, we're coming back. And I was like, okay, what was the point of all that? Like they, they, there were some things that they could have fleshed out a lot more and uh, you know, made it like eight episodes instead of six. Uh, but still, I mean, I don't have too many complaints. It was still a very well put together story overall. And just like Ralphie was saying, the ending was, was very, uh, I don't know. I still don't know if the ending was unexpected more than I didn't expect it, but I don't know if anyone else has any like thought on that. It's just well, we're not gonna, I'm not going to spoil the ending here, but yeah, no, absolutely not. No, I'm not going to spoil the ending. It's just I didn't expect it. That was that's my whole point. That's why I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if if that's just me because I wasn't thinking. I love that the far outside of the box, yeah. or if, yeah, yeah, or if it was like like. A, I don't know. I, I don't know if other people were like, oh, yeah, well, that's pretty obvious what was going to happen. And I'm just. No, I mean, maybe some comic it. nerd that I didn't know, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Either. No, I didn't see it coming either. But in a, for sure. No, I didn't see it coming. That's I said. That's yeah. what so, yeah, yeah. it's really so. Good way, so yeah. they did a good job of all the way up until the last episode of like, what are they going to do? How is this going to end? Because that, that was the big thing, because it was only six episodes. And by the end of episode five, you're like, fuck, how are they going to end this? And you, know, you, you almost think that they, like, I really thought that they were going to, like, leave the end of Loki open. To like uh, segue into you know another show, basically, of you know because they they're trying to like. I think they have kind of done that. Yeah, but yeah, it's but we don't know. We don't se- know. This season's much more finalized. Like they could cap. Yeah, it does feel like they, it. They, they ended it enough to where they could cap it off and yeah. just call it a day, and that's it. They didn't leave it open to where it's like you have to. Oh, I thought you meant you leave it open for other things. I mean, like, uh, I thought you meant, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that they were going to, like, leave the ending so far open to where, like, it, his, his character and just, like, all the characters in that Loki part was, you know, with Kang and everything were going to have to make an appearance in, like, another show to, like, finish the arc. But, uh, they didn't. They, they kind of kept it all tight. So, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, That's all I got with that. That's all right. Uh, that's your number what? Trace. Three. Ralph, your number three. My number three is, I think, my only Hulu show. Um, and my number three is The Bear, season two. Um, okay. If you haven't seen The Real Bear Real quick, all, that's my yeah. number two. Yeah, well, so we can just go talk about it right now because it's back to back. Awesome. Yeah, I'll say my piece yeah. and then I'll give you the most of the floor. Um, so this is a little higher on you. But um, if you haven't seen The Bear, you're missing out on... Uh, sorry, my number three, not two. I said two. I meant three. My bad. Said, so it's both our yes, numbers. Sorry. Right? Yes. So if you haven't seen The Bear at all, uh, you're missing out on just Chicago and it's prime. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and it just, it's current prime. Um, the... I love how the story continues um, from season one, uh, and then just kind of like, hey, we're we're moving on. We still have our issues. We're still working through our issues. Um, what's it called? Carmias. Um, but being able to see all the characters develop, um, just in uh, and I was some of the episodes with um, when uh, Marcus goes to Denmark and he uh, learns like that's a great episode of just being able to kind of find himself and who he is being given that opportunity um, 
Same with um, when he, Richie gets to set, gets to go to do his uh, his little internship that he does uh, without ruining anything. Obviously, spoilers. Um, that's uh, that episode of Forks, fantastic episode. Again, it's like seeing these character development for everybody else that we got. Considering we got like season one of basically all of Carmi character development, um, or mostly Carmi. Um, seeing these guys grow, I love that the show just dedicates towards them. It's not just about um carmy anymore it's about this restaurant and them working together to build this restaurant together um but the one episode i think that's a standout episode that i mean hurt my brain watching it but at the same time um i think it's probably just one of the best episodes of the year alone and that's uh fishes um and that's that uh flashback of that christmas dinner that was uh yeah, that was the one that episode that was like longer yeah i think so yeah it was a surreal um, episode it insane. I mean, uh, yeah, it was an hour and six minutes uh, compared to like uh, thirty three minutes or something. That it was like double episodes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that episode alone is insane. Uh, it gave me anxiety watching the episode, um, and I wasn't even part of it. Like, I just <laughs> I was just watching it. Like, uh, but that family dinner uh, just speaks so much to uh, everything that's basically wrong with. The family, Carmi, and um, a lot of things that happened, uh, and that's just a very powerful episode. That uh, I mean, I think talking to uh, again, Greg, because I talked to a lot of them about this stuff, and uh, I mean, it's just like it was like one of the hardest things for him to watch as well. Um, for me, like I said, it just gave me anxiety watching it because I was like, Jesus, how do you keep up with any of this? And it is insane, um, insanity in its finest, but it's like family at the same time, and it's like everything you don't want, but Sadly, it's what you got and what you had to deal with, and just kind of, yeah, man. It's it's so it's such good TV. Just I mean, alone is fantastic. Um, and then just how the show ends, to be honest, with you, the season ends, um, and a lot of it has to do with basically um, everything Carmi decided to and not do, and how it all ends up just coming out to fruition at the end is uh, a fantastic little like cherry on top. Even though it's not the best cherry, but it is a cherry on top for the season and how it how it went through. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else you need to say about this one, Oscar. But, so you want me to say anything? Um, no, I think uh, what this show has proven that it does really well is that it uh, it highlights uh, a character's motivation and it, there's like a trace, like almost like an investigative kind of form of storytelling of following the trace of someone's original origins to why they made such a bad decision here why they say this here why they react to this person when they say this at this point and i think a lot of that hinges on that m1 episode and called fishes that we talked about which is like the standout episode not because it's like the most dynamic although it has the most fucking uh what do you call it uh, the fucking um stars in it but uh, i remember star after star after stars in that fucking episode yeah yeah jamie lee curtis was too much uh Anyway, but besides that, it's like it, it highlights it because it all hinges. You can see his first, like, kind of like neurotic, like nervousness when he's talking about that girl that he's dating in the present day, his yeah. brother that one that committed suicide, and you see the how he's like reacting to it, and he's becoming jumpy and he's becoming self whatever. Like that's what, you can feel like him leaving the country for a long time because he doesn't want to be with these people. You can. Yeah, coming up, uh, you can see how it informs his life, 
and that goes along with a lot of other people. You know, Adobe um, Ayo Adobiri as character, who is a uh, second fiddle here, the chef um, of the restaurant. She is having an interesting journey of like um, trying to marry, trying to like be in a relationship with a restaurant yeah. farm. And I found that very interesting in its own self. And yes, along the way, we see a lot of great human interactions. Of a lot, of, like every time something great happened, it made me genuinely smile because I want these people to succeed. Oh my god, yeah! And it knows that it's doing that. That's what Forks was for me. That what that uh, that other chef I forgot her name, the older lady, Tina. Tina, Tina. When, yep. when, with the knife, you know that she got. <sighs> it's so yeah. good. And then you see him fuck up with the girlfriend. We see him thinking that we fuck up at the. At the self-employed, yeah, at the last episode there, in that certain way where he, when he thinks he sees a certain someone from his past in one of the tables, um, it is, it is heartbreakingly fascinating. It's so good. Um, it really is that one. Yeah. That one part of the last episode with Pete, um, the the dorky husband. Yeah, who completely won me over. Like I'm on his side. Oh my like, god! Oh my god. I mean, when I, when like, I say when I say won me over, yeah. I when you say won me over, it's I mean. Just me over. The, it was fucking heartbreaking, um, but it was it was so fucking good to watch. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, you're missing out here, buddy. By the way, yeah, you're missing out on the bear. Why haven't you seen it? Really short episodes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so watch it while you're holding your kid. Just watch it. I know. I'm adding it to my list. Yes, so that I can watch it this year, and then another a new season will come up. Catch up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Have you seen uh? You haven't seen Uncut Gems, have you? No. Okay. With Adam Sandler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to. I never have. They feel similar. They do. They have a similar yeah. and feel. Different, completely polarizing opinions on them, but like, they have yeah, similar. Yeah. Anyway, that's our number three. Roth and Mines, uh, The Bear on Hulu slash wow. FX. I didn't know we were going to be some popular. I didn't know that either. Uh, Matt, you're number two. All right, my number two, then you're going to figure out my number one. So, okay. my number two is uh, going to be Gen V. Ah. Oh, hey. It was excellent. It really was. Uh, <laughs> I love how every episode of this is just fucked. <laughs> yeah. And and that was another one. It's not even like cliffhangers, but the boys no. are the showrunners for the boys. The the big like overarching themes of the boys is they always got to end like very shockingly. Like, what the yeah. fuck just happened? That's like their thing. But it's great. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? And they literally end the episode. Uh, yeah. Like, yes, well, yeah. And they always have to have like weird nudity in it. They That's like their thing too, is every season has to have like one really raunchy nude part where you're just like, this is unnecessary as fuck, but it's, it's funny. It's like comical. Of course they have one in this too. Uh, it definitely right away kind of took off to a new place that I wasn't expecting. And then uh-huh. because I went in very blind to it, I thought it was more of a spinoff and not a direct, that sequel, a direct uh, tie-in with uh, the boys, if that makes sense. Where even at the very end, they brought in a whole bunch of boys characters to like add into this cast. And they made very clear at the end of it that this cast will be a part of the next boys season. So that's like really cool. I enjoyed that a lot because I was not expecting that. I was expecting this to be like a one-off, like spinoff, and uh, so that was that was pretty cool. I'm glad I went into that show pretty blind and not really knowing what to expect because there was a lot of very cool moments to it. 
it's funny how you say pretty blind, but you have the boys behind it to know, right? To know that the world that you're walking into is kind of fucked, right? Right. And exactly. by kind of mean hella, but yeah. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what I thought is it's like I knew it was going to be fucked up like the boys because that's sure. like the world, but I didn't realize that it was going to be a direct tie in. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It was a pleasant surprise for sure. It didn't make my list, but yeah. Yeah, I still haven't seen the show. I do want to see it. Um, Prime is the one channel. Like, I never thought of it. Like, I'm surprised I saw Swarm, honestly. Like, I forgot it existed for most of the year. I go to Prime to see if a movie came out recently Mm -hmm. that I missed in theaters, and maybe it's a Maybe because I did such a good job watching everything in theaters this year. Or last year, yeah, dude. You, I th- I think you really. Did. I, I, that's Literally, why I go on the there. only two of shows is Invincible and uh, In the Boys. That's yeah. all. I like Saltburn's on there right now. Thought about watching on, on Prime. Yeah, well, I saw Swarm and Invincible. I also saw Invincible, but yeah. yeah. I saw Invincible only because you told me it was. Out. I didn't know if I, if I knew it was a half season or if I would have told you not to watch it. So by the right. yeah, no one fucking said anything. I didn't know. And then I saw it, and then I was like, and then everyone was like, "Oh, it's only half season." I'm like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Because uh, this feels hurtful. Yeah. 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 Dumb. So yeah, that's uh, that's my number two, Gen V, which uh, does a very good job. I I think the boys started off very rough, just in general, like the first season, almost like they didn't know how to. I don't think they knew what they had. Yeah, I, I think, think they. I their, think their they pacing they was they off. They're uh-huh. just everything was a little. I yeah, just, I, I think disagree. That, I thought the first season better. was at their best. I think they. No, 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 I think they thought when you, best. Yeah. I think season three is when they were starting fault lane because I think they were yeah. doing the same kind of formula. Like, yeah, yeah, the I hear same you. thing at the end of the season. Let's not have any real consequence with the character. Like it felt like a little samey to me. I have the opposite effect, but I can. But yeah, that's that's good opinion. Yeah, I, I I don't know, and we'll see. I think personally, I could be proven wrong. I think season three might be their their season that was kind of a dip, just because they're setting it up. For season four, I mean, I feel like um, it should have been bigger. They brought in Soldier Boy. I feel like that should have been a bigger deal. I thought that they were going to do some kind of spinoff with. Um, for some reason, I thought you said Soldier Boy. No, nope, like, that's not. But if you want, it, it. I, know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Cranked it. Yeah. And, and maybe they will at some point do like a spinoff with. Him oh, they meant they will crank it. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, because I've I've heard rumors. Let's wait and see. I was like, I, I'm not a big movie or TV show buff like that. Yeah. I just like see stupid Facebook ads and run with it. Yeah. But, like supposedly there was at least a talk of doing like the boys of like uh, Soldier Boys era of all of them, mm-hmm. but, you know, back in the 50s or whatever to do like a uh, spinoff with them involved. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can really but, go uh, a lot of places with the. You really could, so we'll see if that ever like materializes. I guess. Yeah, you could. You have to call it VOD. It's star- but it's like starting that. to be. It's starting to churn. I feel like th- in the worst way, this show could be Prime's Walking Dead. Oh, dude! Yeah. In a bad way, it could be. Yeah. It, it could be if they wanted it to be for sure. But it just seems like I mean, they're so greedy about it about their properties that I, I can yeah. see them easily turning into an AMC piece of shit kind of exec. Yeah, well, that's because they don't have a lot of them, and, like, the ones they do have. I mean, like, like for example, we've already talked about this already, but, like, the Lord of the Rings show, we already know that they already invested in, like, seven seasons or some shit of it before it even came out. So for better or for worse, they're invested fully into it, and they're going to finish it, no matter how shitty the show is. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
that, that's kind of like uh yeah, they're gonna take other opportunities just, like this, like the boys. And it's just sad that these people who have all this money, they just don't understand what a good story looks like. I don't know how they don't understand. What is, I don't know. I mean, they not understand what's going on. Here's another perfect example, and here's a another writer strike tangent. Was uh, Heroes? Heroes was great. The first season was amazing, and then it just went off the rails. But it went off the rails strike. right away. Yeah, like season two, because season one was amazing. Yeah, well, and it was just like yeah. it was season one, and then half of season two because they got through half of season two until the writers' strike. I, I forget and, where it was, but sure, yeah, I think it was like around there. I agree with you. Yeah. I really loved the first season. Everyone did. Everyone did. Um, if yeah. you go back and watch just the first season, it's very cringy now, but like yeah. they had such potential, though. Yeah, you know. Well, that, that's really what it is, yeah. and it wasn't. It definitely wasn't anything earth shattering the first season. But it was all of that potential, like because we were starving for that kind of stuff. Now we're like we have too many. Yeah, now we're like yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, exactly. But yeah, and that's that's exactly what it is. And it's, the first season was nothing great, but you saw what it could have been. Yeah, and then everything that they set up for season one got completely ruined, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Right, and that was that was kind of it. I can't believe I watched that much of the show. Yep. With. Yep. Yep. And I watched everything except for the last season. The last season, I, I couldn't like those carnival freaks. I'm like, I'm fucking. Not I don't remember that at all. But if you say anyway, we're diverting here. That's your number. <laughs> what? What are we on? There, number two. Number two. That was your number two. What was it again? Gen V. Gen V. Okay. Uh, Rob, your number two. My number two is uh, back to anime because why Hell the yeah. fuck not? Um, I, I think I've been telling everybody to watch this show. Um, and if I haven't told you, you should be watching this show. There's no reason. Um, this is a, a free run beyond Journey's End. Um, it's not a it's it's not a finished show by all means. It's still going on um, as of right now. I think they say they're going to do 28 episodes in the season. They're at episode 18. It ended at 16 last year. Um, this is uh, probably the. A breath of fresh air I've wanted in anime in a while. Um, and I've been needing from the whole uh, reincarnated as a something and living in this whatever isekai world, right? Um, this is uh, it says an elf and her friends defeat a demon king in a great war, but the war is over and the elf must search for a new way of life. Essentially, um, it starts off with them winning and beating this demon king, very much so. And uh, Freerun is the mage. And, you know, they, they, they won with the heroes, and they're the heroes, and they have statues of themselves everywhere, and they give themselves a pat on the back. But for Freerun, it was a short 10 years or 8 years or something of a journey. Um, she's an elf. She gets to live hundreds of years. Um, this is a drop in the bucket for her. Oh, I know. Um, I know what you're talking about now. I remember reading the synopsis of the show somewhere. And essentially, uh, as her life continues, she's like, well... We'll we'll meet up eventually. Yeah, cool. Like we done we did our deed of the world. The world is saved. You know, we'll meet up. Sure, no problem. For her, she's so like distant because you know she's gonna live basically forever in comparison to humans. Uh, by the time she comes back, you know her her hero friends super old. Her it's like sixty years later. Everyone's like dying off slowly but surely. You know, like her party 
people are, don't even remember who she is really, you know, they, they, they do, but they don't like, it's like an aftermath We're we're talking about a generations that are already starting, you know? And, um, and it just goes on from there really. And it's about her exploring, you know, and just going f- forward with her life and living in this world where she obviously impacted them to a point where they get to live and continue and not have to be under the rule or tyranny of a demon king, right? And stuff like that. And the humans get to live and uh, progress forward, right? And uh, but for her, she doesn't see it. She doesn't. She's like, well, this is just whatever. Like, this is just you know, a hundred years for her is like. Or 50 years is like two or something, you know, it's like, you can't tell how much time for her really it is, but she just, she can nap and it's 10 years, you know, it feels like it, to be honest with you. Um, But she little, (laughs) you know, this is all very beginning of the show, but you find out that those eight years or a couple years that she was, or a decade or whatever that she was with this group um, impacted her life way more than she ever thought it could. And uh, she learned more in those years than she did in, maybe hundreds of years uh, learning to be more human. Cause she's an elf. So she's very, very cold and, and distant in comparison. Cause you know, it's hard to make attachments to people who die comparison to you, you know? Um, and, uh, and it's very much this whole, like she realizes all these lessons that she learned or all of these things that were, you know, that she came across through and with her friends and her companions and how she actually made friends and how she, loves humanity for them and loves, you know, and things of that nature, just like finding the appreciating life and appreciating um, humans and appreciating just the world that she lives in and all of these things. And, and then kind of starting a new journey, right? Um, Because that's kind of what has to happen. And really she starts her own journey of kind of self-realizing and also honoring her friends and, uh, and, and so on, and then having to do the deeds of of uh, what she's deemed for from her friends, and it's really interesting. And she, you know, uh, interesting journey to see, uh, and it just progresses there, and it's it moves on forward, and it very much tells you like this is five years after this person died, or this is twenty years after the death of this, you know. And it's it's such a cool journey. It's so it feels so slow paced because it is slow paced because for us we're going through a free run's perspective and free run is basically, I mean, like I said, everything just feels like five years is nothing, but it's such a cool show. Um, and there is obviously some cool, there is some cool fight scenes and, uh, there is some cool, uh, animation overall, but it's, it's so different and it's such a, like, a just a nice long sigh of, of differentness that I, that I've wanted in anime in a while. Um, and it does it so well, it's really elevated. Um, but it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing intensely different. It's just different enough from what the genre has been that it, it breathes this great breath of fresh air. Like I said, I've been saying, and I continue saying, um, yeah, man, free run is, is, uh, really good. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next, where they're going towards to, and how she's con- how she now is impacting other people as she was impacted too. It's such a great show. Um, I, I I I implore everyone to watch this show. Uh, there's no reason why you can't because you probably have my Crunchyroll, your own Crunchyroll, um, to watch it. So uh, this is free run beyond journeys and uh, on Crunchyroll. I'm sure it's somewhere else. I have a website if you want to watch it on an anime website as well. So yeah, that's my number two. 
All right. Um, don't know it. You told me about it earlier. I'll have to check it out. Uh, it's number two. Uh, my number two. Not unlike, I mean, they're very different shows. <laughs> very different shows. <laughs> no, no elf at all. It's not animated. But I feel emotionally impacted kind of the same. Um, this is another, my last Hulu slash FX show. Um, which you guys have not seen, I don't think. I mentioned this in previous years because it made my top 10 in those previous years. It is the season finale, or the series finale, sorry, series finale of Reservation Dogs. Hey, never saw it, but yeah. I, I know I mentioned it before for sure. I think last year with, for season three, this is season four I'm talking about, or is this season three and last season two? Whatever, the last season. And... um this is a show that's uh, made by Sterling Harjo and uh, Taika Watiti. This is uh, those the, the, their show. The Native American show, basically. A uh, comedy series about four Native American teenagers growing up on a reservation in eastern Oklahoma. This is in modern day. It is very funny. It is out the wall. It is also very emotional, very impactful, and it's very dramatic. It's very much a dramedy. It does both ways really well. It cuts them both equally, honestly. Uh, it stars... Uh, well, the top four are uh, Defaro Wundai Tai, Deborah Jacobs, Paulina Alexis, Lane Factor, um, and then many more after that. We have a lot of great stories about modern day living on a reservation. We get a lot of stories, all kind of funny, all kind of sublime, all kind of different different tones, right? And there's a lot of supernatural in this show, like Bear Small Hill, the main char- one of the main characters, the main kids. He... Uh, from the episode one, he starts like imagining that there's this like spirit guide, Native American from 300 years ago, following him around, giving him advice, but it's all funny and kind of gross and a good in a funny way, you know. And like, and you don't even know if it's for real or not. And then you find little things like in the show, like that is kind of for real. He told him this, he relayed that information, and it turned out to be real, you know. So like, the show is very magical realism a lot of the times. And my favorite is the Deer Lady, personally. Deer Lady is pretty badass. And she does make a final appearance in this final season. Very heartbreak episode, actually. Uh, it talks about her history and her origin story. Uh, very heartbreaking to what, uh, obviously, Native Americans went through when they were colonized here. Uh, and so many other things. So many, so many other things. A lot of things about, like, missing fathers, missing parents, or, you know, an old friend that you fought with 20 years ago. You know, it's a very historical, touchy-based it's very in your face. It's very funny. It's just really, it grows on you. It grows on you pretty fast. At least it did for me. And if you make it all the way to season three or four, whatever the last one is, um, then you will not be surprised that it has also impacted you as well. So I highly recommend it. The same way Roth recommends his for the same kind of emotional impact, just in a very different way. Uh, it yeah. is Reservation Dogs on Hulu slash FX. I recommend it highly. Great performances. Like I said, it's really funny. It's out there. I can't even describe it. It's hard to describe um, in a good way. So check it out. That's my number two. We're on to our last ones here. Matt, what is your number one? This is your number one show. Well, it's not really going to be anything uh, shocking because uh, we were talking about it. Uh-huh. But Last of Us is going to be my number one show. Last of Us. The, uh... Really? Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Not an anime, yeah, first of all. Yeah. That's insane. Not Walking Dead. Yeah. I know. The same. I know. The same. It'd be proud. Walking you know Dead if hold I didn't fall off hold about on. three years ago. Yeah, very good for you. We're, we're, we're proud, proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> you are growing. The development I mean, is insane, yeah. 
very honestly, if I uh, if I watched more things this year, maybe, maybe I should have made Cops number one. Cops is still ongoing. Is that Not still bad. going? Is there like a new season in 2024 so or 2023? Yeah, it's ongoing. Wow, I didn't know that. It's ongoing. Maybe I'll do that next year. Yeah. I'll put Cops as number like 10 or something. If I come up with a good example. You should. For, do for now, do, I don't know. Last of Us was very... I honestly didn't even want to watch the show. Uh, the only reason I watched it was because Sarah's never played the game. Huh. She wanted to watch it. Yeah. And I I really... My biggest gripe about that, uh, about the show, is that they should have honestly made it into two seasons. They really should have. And I think they could have easily done it. Like, I don't think there was ever a doubt in anyone's mind that... The Last of Us wasn't going to be like a really big hit show. Maybe because a lot of TV producers and show runners and stuff are paranoid. Maybe they thought that it wouldn't be a hit, and that's why they only made one season. Uh, I can tell you, just like I can tell you that sure. they they would have probably wanted to do that. Yeah, but I think it's they wanted to streamline the 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 thing to one season, which I think is better. They, yeah, but but, uh, but my point is, is I think the only reason they did that is because, to like a lot of other shows, it's like it's a, it's such a roll of the dice nowadays of what shows are going to really hit and which shows aren't. So I think they wanted to make sure that they had a complete. Um, no, I don't think that was the reason behind it. They're the opposite. They would want more seasons, if anything. They would have wanted that from the start. I'm saying it wasn't like a test run. It was there was too much pedigree. It was going to be a hit no matter what. Yeah, yeah, you know. Then why didn't they do it? Because Craig Mason said, and the and uh, what's his name, Darkmire? What's his name? Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, the the directors. Yeah, you mean? yeah the, the main guy who did the the movie, the the game okay. and the show, uh, okay. Drucker. Druckman, yeah. Um, Druckman. he uh, they I mean, because I heard this also, and it makes sense. Yeah. That I w- would rather only have one of this as a one season, um, because like if you extend that any further. You have won the risk of ruining the impact of the story between Ellie and Joel. Oh, dude, you really do. They yeah. run that. They run that completely. If you cut this into two seasons, you you there yep. is no. This is a completed, impactful journey at this point. Yeah. Now season now and, season two and stuff. That's a different story. That's a, we're gonna get there. See how they fuck it up or they don't fuck it up. But yeah, like oh, you, you know, you're right. You know. It's just um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm torn with it because they, they did they did have a full complete uh show obviously with a complete story that yeah. all that was all encompassing for But I get that. For, I mean, it's always better uh, to leave them wanting that. more than the opposite. Yeah, cuz I I think they could have done more like one-off episodes like they did with um of course I'm not going to remember his name now. But um Yes. Yeah, that that guy. <laughs> I need more than that guy. With, with Nick Offerman, you know, like the oh, that, that whole yeah. one-off oh, episode. Yes, that whole thing, like that whole thing, was not in the game. The whole thing was not in the game. Yeah. So, right. so like, right. and that's that's where it kind of shoots down your argument of like, oh well, you know, they want to streamline it and they want to do this. They did, but they didn't. Well, because well, then, uh, yeah. on the flip side, they they could have. Easily because they made very, very clear, very clear in in the game that uh, uh, Joel had a a deep backstory with the Fireflies and with 
the head of the Fireflies, the black chick. And so they could have made a story into that itself. And not to say a whole season or anything like that, but they could have done like a two-episode arc of something, of some kind of backstory with them or about how Joel's in the Fireflies because they always heavily imply it. They always say it. He was never with the Fireflies. He was always against them. It was his brother that was with the Fireflies. Yes, but Joel did stuff for them in the beginning before they like broke off. Yeah, he's like a like he's like uh, a contractor, like independent right, contractor. Very much, yeah, that's that's it. Right. like a higher like yeah, man. and his brother Tommy, and that was like a thing too. In like uh, in the game, there was a big part with Tommy, and they they almost glossed over it for the show for for uh, for Tommy. Well, and I think like, Tommy's bigger it, thing is coming up in season two, isn't it? It can anyway. I mean, what they glossed over in this one was the building of the town that they visited in Montana, right? Because in right. the original game, they were still making right, that Right, because the time skips. Right. right. Exactly. But yeah. cinematically speaking, it makes more sense to establish some characters now from that town already made if they, if they just accelerate that timeline. I think that's more yeah. efficient storytelling, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, as far as the Nick Offerman thing, I think that the writings on the wall of that story, that love story, was always there in the video game. It was just much it more wasn't, subtle. Though. It was. Okay. It, it was one note. I'm just, like I've read multiple articles about it. It was one note that you had to go like out of your way. It, it was never like broadcast in the game. It was more it was than one very, note. Like, it was more than one note. You had to find it. It was more than one note, but you're right. Either way, it was there. It was very subtle. Is my point. So they took a story. They made a whole story out of that, right? And it was very tolerant. Yeah. But what it is about is that I think what this entire season is about, it's about love. It's about this guy's love for his daughter. And trying to yeah. rekindle that in many ways. Now, along the way, they meet other characters that love very toxically and love very yeah. honestly. The Nick Offerman love is much more honestly. It starts from toxic. It goes into honesty. The love with Melanie Linsky and her brother and the way they fuels her revenge is love toxically. You see love all over the fucking story. You see the beginning of Ellie's mom and the penultimate episode. Love for her daughter, uh, you know, forever, even if it causes her own death when she gets bitten. Like... I think that that's why they put that story in there. They didn't put it in there just for funsies. Like it's it's too it's yeah, too it, thematically connect Joel and Ellie. Um, yeah. so it's not worth. No, I, I don't think they put anything in there for for funsies. Yeah. But I think with them like fleshing out sto- characters like that, like I said, I think they could have done more with like Tommy and Joel with with the Fireflies, or they could have done. I mean, I still think they like, can. For example, like we talked about before, action. They could have done a little more action sequences. Because, wow. like me personally, I'm not a big fan of how they made like the whole introducing the bloater, and it it was kind of cool. Well, with, that's like, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, I wanted I wanted more of that for sure because we all want more of that. I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah. but like, but I, I think I think the the gymnasium fight where in the game mm-hmm. where you fight the bloater, if you remember that. For the first I do time, remember. Was, like, yes, cool. that was crazy. I think that would have been. I mean, a very cool I find it hard to believe setup. that Joel in the in the, in a TV show, unless he's armed with the rocket launcher, I can't imagine that actor like getting away with it. Like we, you as a game playable character, yeah. of course you'll get away with it. Yeah. You know, it's different. You know, what I'm saying you have to find it believable yeah. too. And I yeah, think that ultimately, even though I wanted more action, if if you take less action in lieu of a better story, I'll take the story. I just yeah. I did want both though. Yes, I'm with you. I wanted more for sure. I think it's just I wanted more. I agree. It's still a great show. I mean, it's still, I mean, glad it's your number one. Um, and you seem excited for season two. 
That's me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, and it's just, I'm excited but scared, just kind of like what we talked about, where there's a lot of things that could go wrong and sideways. Yeah, well, yeah. But there's it a lot of things wrong, that yeah. could, go, could go right. And uh, I mean, it, and just the game itself was very polarizing, I'm sure you know. Yes. Because it's one of the few games that you've like really played, it seems like. But it's like, a, yeah, I play, I play both a lot. I play both like four yeah. times each. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the story and everything. I thought the second game was amazing. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, uh, Stellar, with the exception of a couple plots, but in general, I thought the the game was amazing. And but it's very very polarizing for that, and a lot of it is probably because of they uh you can play. So much of it, not as Ellie, but as uh, what, what's her name? I can't remember uh, Annie or what the hell her name is. And a lot of people didn't like that. I thought it was a great, uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, fuck them. Great it's, change it's their loss. because it's their loss. because it's like you're playing both characters, and it's like who's really the enemy here and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's exactly what's fun, it's, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a very cool twist on it, uh, but a lot of people didn't like that because. People were so invested from the first game that Ellie was. Yeah, you don't want to play as a bad guy that kills your, your favorite, team. Right? Ellie, right? Yeah. Exactly, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm. I would assume just from that the way they have that, they're probably gonna have whole episodes dedicated. To, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. Uh, That's why I can't wait name? for. Annie, yeah, I forgot yeah. her name. Katie. I don't know. Um, all right, that's your number one, The Last of Us. Honestly, I did expect. I kind of expected that. I don't know from Rafa necessarily, but. I did expect it to be high at someone's list. I'm glad it was yours. Um, Roth, you have your number one, right? What is it? I do. What is it? I do have my number one. What is your number one? Um, well, my uh, overall number one, you know, for everything is obviously going to be. Uh-huh. Um, so is this your actual number one or is this your number zero? <laughs> what do you think I did? Plus one, the number one or plus curious. one. What do you think? I, I think you changed it up. I mean? think your number one is not One Piece. You think my number one is not One mm-hmm. Piece? No, that's my number zero. My number zero is No, one there is piece, no number so zero, so you don't have One Piece on your list. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll always that's what you piece. chose. You're, there it's is no One Piece on your top one. ten. It's so fantastic. So what's your number one um, for real? Haven't seen one my number piece. one is uh, Ted Lasso Season 3. Oh, the final, right? Finale, um, right? So yeah, it is the finale. If you've never seen Ted Lasso, seen you don't believe you're a horrible person. You don't care about people. Um, yeah, Ted Lasso um, is uh, one of those feels, man. Um, I I don't I don't know how else to say it. Um, this is uh what's it called? Jason Sudeikis, uh what's it called? Show baby, I guess. Right? Created. I don't think he created it, but I think I know he's helped basically get this show going. Um, Apple TV, my only Apple TV show um it's an american college football uh coach who manages to head the london to manage an afc richmond uh a english premier soccer team so we're in season three so that's just the synopsis of season one basically but he's obviously has his job he gets his team out of regulation he's in season in season three he's basically trying to get to the premier final and um it's really uh it's really just a show about character development and um, 
this guy who obviously has he's going through divorce, big big deal on his but kind of like the whole reason he took this whole job to begin with, right? Is to leave the the states and come to um, England to to coach this team, even though he's never coached a soccer team ever or a football team to his life. And uh, to see him basically be like the nicest person ever um, and help his team grow per like developmentally grow, like just not as a like football players, obviously that's just like the gist of it. That's everyone's going to do that. Like you just have to practice and, you know, work hard for that, but really like mentally grow and uh, emotionally grow and having them put it together and make this amazing team and, you know, to get where they get, obviously I don't want to spoil anything of the, of the show, um, but really it's all about uh, making these connections and uh, also learning that, you know, what's on the surface for all of us isn't really just, is just the surface, right? It's just not, you, what I show you is what I show, what I decide to show you. You know, you never know, even the nicest person can be going through the worst things. And it is very much, that's what Ted Lasso is. Ted Lasso is a guy who's um, going through it and roughing it out, but he's the nicest person out there. He will be in your corner whenever you need him. He will be, um, he will be for you. Uh, you know, like he's just, he's the most dependable person, uh, has the most wisdom, right? Uh, and at the same time, uh, very honest, but he's a guy who can't get over, um, can't get over his divorce, can't get over his feelings with uh, anger about it, can't get over his uh, being away from his kid and where his life is and having to go through therapy, having to go through all these problems um, uh, and trying to figure out what's wrong with himself and finding himself in, a, in his darkest times, even though he's in this big spotlight at all moments of trying to bring this team to uh, glory, you know, and it's this crazy story. Jason Zudekis does a fantastic job of playing Ted Lasso. You almost never see the man without a smile on his face, and whenever you don't see his face, it's hard to take him serious about that. It's hard to not serious, but it's hard to like if you feel for the guy so 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 much. Um, there is, uh, and it also it expands to obviously other characters. In the show, uh, which uh, I will read some of the characters' names. For example, like uh, Hannah uh, Waddingham. God damn, that's a fucking British name. Uh, Hannah Waddingham, uh, Jeremy Swift, uh, Brett Goldstein, um, Brendan Hunt. Brett Goldstein, who plays a ex, what's it called, soccer player, who is now the uh, assistant coach. Uh, Roy Kent, just very, very uh, an angry man. Uh, Nick Muhammad. Um, who plays as this protege of his that ends up betraying him and going to a different team. It's uh, there, there's so much going on character development wise, and he's in the middle of all of it. Uh, Ted Lasso is, and uh, he really just brings this whole, and it's his messages. If, if you believe in yourself, you can believe in, you know, accomplishing anything. And it's really powerful. It's a really powerful show. And I'm, uh, I highly recommend you guys to watch it. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Well, maybe Matt doesn't have Apple, so I don't know how you're going to watch it. No, I know. But I'll log into your account on your TV. You can watch it. There's no reason why you can't. Um, Oscar, you have it. There's no reason because you're on my family account. Um, and you have an Apple TV account. Uh, it's Apple, Apple TV Plus yeah, show do. already. So. I have like three. No, just a little more Ted Lasso. <laughs> so, yeah, Ted Lasso, man. Uh, in the feels, for sure. Um, such a great show. Um, and obviously, it's about sports. So, cool sports.
I mean, that doesn't appeal to me, but I get it. I know it doesn't at all. But <laughs> yeah. No, it's so much more than that. You know, it's just, it's just in the background. The sports is just in the background. That has nothing to do with it. it. Has there's a lot to do with it, but it's, it's so much more than that. You know. Right on. Um, so that's your number one, Ted Lasso, or I've been calling yeah. it Let Tasso over the years. Let Tasso, yeah, it's a great, um, great one. All right, my number one is a, it's a show that has been mentioned already, and surprisingly, eh? what? Uh, anyway, Rev Row. Uh, is it One Piece? No, One Piece. No, it was that One Piece wasn't mentioned on this. It's not in the top Man. ten actually. Well, we did mention. No, it's it not in the top zero, ten. Dude. It's not in the top ten. So. Um, so overall, no, yeah. not not at all. Actually, <laughs> overall and not at all rhyme because not at all is correct. Is it The Walking Dead? No, it's not The Walking Dead. <laughs> Did they even have a show season? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, it was already mentioned. You it said? was already mentioned. Uh, it was on somebody's top ten. Is what I'm saying? Obviously, uh, it is uh, my only uh, animated uh, show. It is. Uh, it is Scavengers Reign. Yes. Once I said that, I figured you'd get it. Yeah. Scavengers Reign. I was. Like- I was looking at my top ten. I was like, it is a top. Mac show. Um, Rafa already brought it up. I'm not going to bring too much more about it. The crew of a dim- damaged deep space freighter strands on a beautiful but dangerous planet. Uh, I read a few things about this show, about the the writers of this, uh, Charles Hootner and Joe Bennett, um, and other writers too, who their background isn't sci-fi, Rafa. Their background is like botany and organic natural chemistry. Like, their background makes more sense to the writing once you read it than it is the actual, the, the actual genre that the, that it is. Um, I feel like this show is Annihilation, but the TV show in many ways, uh, how, how it feels to be truly um, an alien, like a stranger in a strange world. It has that feel 100%. Every episode gives you that feeling. Uh, this show has a uh, beautiful animation, very human survivalist kind of different tales, all, you know, going to the same place, especially in the early on goings and like in the first or not the first, the second, I think episode or third episode, they introduce uh, this mechanic where they bring down their massive ship. They figured out how to call a mayday on their ship that's been in orbit or yeah. how long and then it, and, and invites all these other stories, all the other survivors that don't know that each other are alive. Yeah, to uh, convene at the same place, but they're all like days and days journey, and they have to traverse this very, very dangerous land. And it does feel like that. The you know, it, it feels like what a lot of other movies promise, like about their world. You think of the Predator world and that dumb movie Predators that I love. It's a dumb movie, but I like it. Um, you, it feels like. Like that's 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 what this world should be. Danger at every corner. This is literally danger at every corner. This is what yeah. Avatar or Blue Planet tried to be. What's the name of that? Pandora. This is what Pandora tried to be. Oh. Pandora. I just keep thinking of uh, unobtainium. No, no, you're right. Um, but that's what Pandora is like. Like what it claimed to be about that. Like no, this is dangerous. This could kill yeah. you, and you don't even know how. It could copy you and make a symbiote of you, or it could take your fingerprints and eat you alive. You don't know what's you don't know what's going on. Um, it's more than that, of course. It's like much more of a tone poem, kind of uh, very melancholic, kind of like storytelling. It's very just visual, and everything you learn is through the visual arts of one motion and another motion. Very little is explained to you ever, 
and you have to just watch and let it sink in. And the more you watch and you let it sink in, the more you understand. And unfortunately, the more you understand, the less things make sense to you because you are in an alien fucking planet. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's a great feeling. I love it. It gave me a real, real sense of dread, real sense oh, of dude, the yeah. mystery and spectacular awesomeness of, <laughs> of like our capabilities, really. Because I know this is all make believe, but yeah, yeah, it makes you feel like wow, it's the shit we come up with, you know? It's, it's quite it's insane. Stupid. What did you? Uh, I meant to ask what? you because I don't think I ever did. Um, what was your? Uh, what was your? What was your scariest creature that you encountered? Or scariest? I mean, of course, my first scariest creature was that fucking panda. That's not a panda. Sure, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The ones with the mental abilities, the say. Yeah, yeah. And the way that one was taking over everything through greed and through the use of oh, human man. humans. I think it's once they found out human like how how, ing- how, how ingenuity they were, like how in how you know, how they were able to yeah. be so destructive yeah, they really. Used, they used everything as a tool, yeah. Really, you know? yep. Yeah. And their tool is humans, it's cool. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, was, uh, that was my first big one. Uh, I would say uh, the 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 symbiote that copies them. Oh, dude, that was when I saw that one. And was, when you see was... it work on another species earlier, I'm no, like, oh way, my like, god, that is terrifying. The the way it that the way terrifying. it did it, the way the way it functioned, I was the like, way that guy died. The guy, the, the 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 crew that came in after, he just touched a little yes. flower, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. fucking murdered him. Yeah, the way the way yeah. that functions, where it's like this is how it continues to grow, yeah. and this is how it's going to continue doing. Yeah, what it that's how it spreads do. its seeds. I was yeah. like, I was like, that's fucking awesomely sickening and amazing. Yeah, uh, and I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, I I dug the f out of this. Yeah. Um, the show, I was really it was a really cool show. But I, I still like uh, what was the robot's name? I said it earlier. I forgot. But also, that's another whole other component about the nature of <sighs> well, nature com- combining with electronics and stuff. The way it grows inside of this yeah. this new species basically makes a new species. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, Levi, right? Levi, that sounds right. Yeah, Levi. I think that's right. Uh, so yeah, she's Aussie. Yeah, she's. Aussie. It's on Max. Uh, I really, really like it. Love this show. Um, I love sci-fi. Obviously, this is my sci-fi pick of the year. Uh, Scavengers Reign. It hit me out of nowhere. I did not know anything about it. I just went and started blindly watching it, and here I am. So, um, and those are our top ten, our best TV shows of 2023. We're gonna get into some honorable mentions now. I know Matt, you haven't seen many, but do you have any honorable mentions? Meaning shows that you liked. That did not make the top ten. Uh yeah, I guess. Hold on one sec. I mean, obviously you're number zero, like one piece. That doesn't here. count. Right. I mean Rob's not all mentions is one piece. For sure. Okay, so uh, I didn't mention it, but I think Demon Slayer was definitely very close up there because Demon Slayer is excellent. Still. So, um I don't think this season was as good as the last two seasons. It didn't have like that punch because last season was very hard to top with the whole off. Well, don't they use swords, not punching? Yeah, both. Okay, both, Mo- mainly swords, sometimes punching. Um, but yeah, that, that'd be really hard to do the uh, the with the nightlife night whatever arc, the second season. It'd be very hard to top that, anyways. Um, the other like ones I've seen, I guess your honorable mentions. On that, so Goblin Slayer, Goblin Slayer was it, 
kind of disappointing, honestly. Goblin Slayer, the first season, was so entertaining. The second season, was it was like more of the same. It was like, eh, it's okay, but it's kind of like a one-trick pony, so I don't really see it. It was very slow, very slow. It's like, all right, this has got to like pick up at some point. Um, other thing I saw, I shouldn't even say honorable mentions at this point, just other things I saw, but uh, <laughs> Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim well, we're not, uh, we're not there to the stuff you don't like. Don't jump ahead yet. There's another list. Yeah, there's another list. We're just starting here. What for hard garbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? What you think? Oh, it's yeah, hard well. garbage. Yes. What you think? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Raf, what's your honorable mentions? Uh, maybe listen. One Piece, obviously, a fantastic show. Um, mm-hmm. The whole thing about you know continue finishing the, the arc is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah finishing it. Uh, Demon Slayer. I, I dug Demon Slayer. I had no issues with it. Um, besides it not making my top ten. Um, the Mushuko Tensei. I liked it, but it's been so long since it started, and it also kind of was dragged. And since it was coming out weekly, I, I watch anime. I mean, anime I'm used to coming out weekly, but since I watch anime like I, in bulk, like I, I gather like five, six episodes at a time. Yeah. Um, that was the uh, that was a good one as well. Um, what's it called? Uh, there's an anime that I uh, no, I won't get into that one either. Hold on, sorry. Um, Gen V, Gen V, same thing. Same uh, Rick and Morty, the new season. I did finish it. Uh, Quado, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yes. Um, Quado. Open your mind. Open your mind. It's fucking fantastic. I'm going to say also the One Piece live action. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was really I thought it was really well made. It was obviously um, helmed by Oda. And uh, it, it just it looked like it was like, hey, we want to make sure we do it justice. Probably the best adaptation to live action. Yeah. Um, so yeah. For, for now, it's it's like I don't know. It's scary because it's either going to be really good or really bad. That they started the they're starting the trend of now every every anime is getting a live action reboot. Yeah, I started watching Yu Yu. It's okay so far. The yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, and the other movie, the other, uh, the other show. Sorry, movie. Um, uh, movie podcast. Remember the other show is uh, Bodies. I dug Bodies. Um, I thought it was a cool. Um, cool uh, time movie or time show uh and uh on netflix yes and i think oscar you recommended me to watch yes. it and i think i finished it before you did. yes <laughs> um yeah but there's a lot of other shows that i just didn't finish that would probably could have made my top 10 to be honest with you i just didn't didn't finish them it is what it is i started stuff and i just yeah it is what it is yeah i get it it's all good uh my own mentions are as follows i have his dark materials Season three or is it four? Oh, shit, I gotta I gotta watch. I've only seen the first season. Uh, well, that now now that show like Ted Lasso ended. It's done. It's a finished product oh, now. It's a really good ending. I really like the way it ended. Really sad, melancholy. Yeah. It's good, bittersweet. Um, Poker Face came out. Also badass show. I love it. Um, that's uh, what's his name? Brian Johnson's show. I'm I'm with you on the One Piece remake. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six is another Prime Video show that I didn't finish. Because again, I forgot all about Prime for most right. of the year. Everybody but I was really loving the show, loving the show. I just <laughs> forgot it existed. Just went, forgot to go back. That's it. Jury Duty, probably the D- didn't finish. I love Jury Duty. It had a great ending. Uh, Beef on Netflix with uh, that comedian girl and uh, that walking Ali Wong, Ali right? Wong and the Walking Dead guy. I forgot his name. Stephen Yun. Very good. Oh, yeah. Very dark and very funny you at would, the same you, time. You would be. Uh, you would know the guy and. Yeah, yeah. Sexist. of course. Uh, yeah. Silo, I love Silo. I mean, I don't, 
Apple TV. I, you really like Apple I TV? I really do. They're killing. And you don't watch, and you don't watch Ted Lasso. What the fuck is wrong with Because they're killing it in sci-fi, and Ted Lasso isn't sci-fi. Uh, Full Circle is a Mac show, the Steven Soderbergh's miniseries about, uh, well, it's like a really, really tight story about mistaken identity and kidnapping and murder. It's pretty cool. Um, Loki is on my honorable mentions. Uh, the Crowded Room, you're going to hate me, Roth, because this is a miniseries on Apple TV that isn't a sci-fi. <laughs> and I right. finished. And he just fucking said it. He literally just fucking said it, right? <laughs> I just said it. This is the one starring Tom Holland it. and uh, uh, that other chick. Um, I'm just going to fucking take you off my family. You should do that. Funny. Anyway, Scott Pilgrim takes off. I love that show. Uh, I really had a big fan. Not enough to be your top ten. Nope, not enough. You're right. Not enough. There are ten better shows, but... It's still a great show. Um, yeah, it's in the, like, after 20, I guess. I think I already mentioned um, it. So, yeah. I have uh, two more here. Uh, Barry, the end of his show, too. Badass fucking oh, ending. It's so good. It's just a good ending. Blue-Eyed Samurai also made my honorable mentions. Um, and I know I said that only had two, but For All Mankind, I added here, even though it's not over yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but it's steady. okay. I don't think it would have made my top 10 anyway. I don't think so either. Yeah, based yeah. on what I was, saw, I was watching. So now we get into disappointments since fucking Matt is chomping at the bed here. What are your really disappointments, feel. Matt? Scott Pilgrim, obviously. Okay, what's your beef with Scott Pilgrim takes off? Other than them, like, just, like, making up a lot of shit. It's all made up. Fly. You know that, right? It's like 100% all yeah. made up. But they, they, like, really went deep into the whole, like, mm-hmm. uh, powers and just, like, crazy out there shit. So what, what, what did sense. you want? From the uh, for it to make sense, no, I mean, like, like did you want sense? uh, just another adaptation of the same source? No, I just wanted something to make. I just, I just wanted the, the story and the plot to make like a little bit more sense because the whole revolving, like, at that point, the point that where they were at, they shouldn't have even have had Ramona's like seven evil exes. That, like, was like a fucking uh, a side plot. To the entire story and the entire story itself was just like I, I saw it coming a mile away where they're like oh well who's the enemy and like fucking future Scott Pilgrim of course it is it's yeah, just I, it's like thank you yeah I love I love that it had nothing to do with Scott Pilgrim and it was all on Ramona's side and uh, I and then when it did have to do with Scott I was like oh this is so cool and it's so it feels so also like um uh very uh, now um, just the topic of late has been like um, the struggle of uh, millennial uh, millennials and uh, Gen Z or whatever Gen X, the, yeah. whatever your generation is, Oscar, millennial after before millennial is like getting into like uh, relationship problems and how to deal with it and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I actually dug it. I I dug that whole it put itself on its head, and I was like, that's really cool. That it and it also references Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the, the 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 new show, and this is on the movie also in the movie as well, so I shouldn't complain too much. But I feel like it was extra in the show, is that I feel like everyone didn't care even more. It's like nobody gives a shit about anything, and then all of a sudden you blink and they're giving a shit about everything. You know, I feel like mm. where, where, I missed the line here where did they always give a yeah. shit or they were they pretending? Yeah, I felt like that's so, where some of the stuff they had was very entertaining. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. the, the the action was good. The uh, the whole like Matthew Patel or whatever his name. Oh is, yeah, like, taking, taking over and shit. That was kind of that yeah, was unexpected. That was yeah. cool. 
Um, so some of the, I like how they kind of tried to make like side plots of every evil X, mm-hmm. especially like the, uh, the movie star guy. That was funny. Him getting chased like by the ninja paparazzi. That, that was entertaining. Uh, yeah. But there, there was also some that in my opinion, just like fell flat. And it was just kind of like whatever. And it didn't really add too much substance to everything, but just overall, I, yeah, it's not for everyone. I get it. I mean, it hit me better. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get it. Like I was not. It's okay. They, they they tried a little bit too much to mix like the anime flair that is so traditionally Japanese with. Well, you know, they hired a I think a, a Japanese animator or guy. They, they, they definitely yeah. did. They hired quite a few of yeah. them, but you could tell there's still. A whole shit I really like the opening. I like the opening a lot. There, yeah the the opening was uh was good. Yeah, it's interesting. Very anime. I said I, I don't know. It's just I get it. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess the last thing I don't want to go on too many tangents about it. It was just um, worlds like that are okay. It's just when you have eight episodes or whatever, and you just are expected to go with everything. You know, hey, uh, I'm gonna stuff Scott Pilgrim in my fucking book bag because there's an alternate universe in my book bag. Like you just like go with shit. It's like I get it to a point, but they like really took liberties to just yeah. yeah like okay ramona uses secret doors to go everywhere like okay and then it's oh, okay well now we're using vegan fucking portals now we're just portaling everywhere okay <laughs> it's just it's like everything everything is just like okay everyone's got random magic powers there's no explanation for everything, everything i mean i can see i can see it annoying you uh, i guess i was just going with it i was fine with it yeah but, it's going with it's fine yeah. to a point yeah. but when you're like <laughs> you're just making up all the rules as you go on the fly. And at some point it's just, it's just like too much. Yeah. Where, because I would just in general, animes or shows usually have some kind of boundaries and, you know, they lay it out throughout the series of kind of what is acceptable in that world and what's not, what where the, the, there's limitations, but in this, there is no limitations. It's just like, ah, fucking go with it. Whatever it is. What it is. Um, and that's where I kind of had a problem. Okay. With it. It, it kind of t- it took me out of it. it. Took me out of it. All right. So, any other list on disappointments? Oh no. Uh let's see. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, Secret Invasion was really fucking disappointing. Never saw it. I sure. heard bad things. It was. I didn't I mean, finish it. That's how bad it was. Well, that's yeah. Still kind of on your list, Ralph, as, because you didn't finish it. Still bad, right? I tell you what, if yeah. you didn't finish it, you should really see the last episode because, goddamn, you're like, really? This is where they're going with this fucking shit? It was pretty bad. It no, was, I didn't finish it. It's, it's just, it's not an unfinished, but I can still tell you it's bad, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it just, it's so, I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do with that because one of the executive producers was like Samuel L. Jackson, and you'd think that he valued and cherished his character enough to where he wouldn't just shit all over his character in that fucking show because I think he's done a pretty good job in the movies to like, really but yeah, but he's just character. an actor. Remember that he doesn't, yeah, he's there. He, he doesn't have, he, I mean, he's Samuel Jackson. Sure. I'm not saying he has no control, but he basically has no control over this role. He doesn't write any of it. Yeah. But, but if they put him in some kind of executive producer role, obviously he's not the showrunner or anything like that. Yeah. But you'd think by this point, because Samuel Jackson has been in so much, You'd think he would have at least a little bit of say in, in what goes on. You'd be on, surprised, but, man. You would be. Surprised, oh, I know. Man. And but my. But also, like, he's just an actor. What does he know? You know. 
I know. I get, well, what is anyone in this fucking show? Well, I agree with you. Really, I mean, based on what I heard, I haven't really seen it, do. so I can't say for sure, but it sounds right. pretty terrible. But that, that goes that goes into the overarching theme yeah. is that is that like Marvel did so good for so long with like really having tight tightly needed shows and woven characters and stuff like that for them to just like go off the rails for shit like this is kind of um unique it seems to be getting more common but it's also like it's just it's fucking weird it's weird to see it it's weird to see the the slow the slow motion train wreck of all of these of all these like marvel shows because they're like oversaturating the market and because they're kind of like losing control of the story so now they're just kind of throwing a lot of shit out there to see because like i mean the ultimate villain in that is super scroll and to see like them use something like super scroll who's ultimately uh, a fantastic four enemy so i don't and they just wasted him in secret invasion with a a mediocre at best uh performance that really takes a lot of the wind out of fantastic four yeah. So I, I I don't know. Yeah, well, it's okay. We're not we're not reviewing that right now. Anyway, we're kind of just doing a list. But I have no idea what you're talking about. I have not seen it. I'm not going to see it. So I can't say for yeah. sure on that. But that's my rant on that. Oh, we're going to move on here. Any more disappointments, Ralph? You got any? Yeah, um, not much to be honest with you. I wasn't really super disappointed with a lot of shit. Uh, Wheel of Time season two was better, but still, man. Oh, you saw it? Um, yeah, I actually was wanting to watch. Oh it. damn. Me too, but um, not that much. Yeah, I mean, I saw it with her, so I was just like, okay. whatever. And then... Um, I'm going to pee. Be right back. Yeah. And then it was... Uh, what's it called? What else was it? There is... Um, I was going to say for... <laughs> Ahsoka didn't finish it, but from what I saw, it was just... Yeah, That's was, like my number was, one number here, man. It, it was a disappointment. It was, a, it was disappointing just to see, yeah. like, I'm like, where are you going with this? And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm just not interested. I, I really I just not have any I have any accountability either for the terrible actions you did, kid. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, kid. No, fuck. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I saw a lot of shows that weren't from this year also. Um, what's it called? But that's which is kind of shitty. But um, I, so, it was a little disappointing. I saw this one show called Holy Family. Um, it's called Sagrada Familia. It's a Spanish show mm. on Netflix. Um, and the only shitty, the thing I hated about that show was just like. I I felt like the first season was great, and then the second season was just like we have to be even more bonkers. And I was like, oh, that sucks. But so that's disappointing. And second season was this year, so I'll leave it at that. But that's about it. What do you got? Uh, so I agree with you on Ahsoka. I have um, History of the World Part Two. I didn't like. What a weird retrace that I did not want. Uh, there's a show that also you know I know Rings of Power was billions of dollars and, and what a waste of money. Did Rings of Power come out? No, no, no. I'm saying that's one of them. They also oh. have another show that came out in 2023, Prime Video, called Citadel, that they also spend like hundreds of millions of dollars on. It sucks. I'm sorry to say. It's one of those spy thriller shows. Okay. Um, the Continental, I didn't like it. Oh, that's right. You, remember, you did say that. And I was like, I, I didn't And just know so you know, I'm not guy. sucking on Apple's tit. I didn't like Invasion. I thought uh, it was okay. It's just so backgroundy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, um, normally I would go into the mids here because there's a lot of great shows that you know are never going to make any list. I think Yellow Jackets yeah. had a weird downturn, but it's still pretty good. Justified City Primeval, I think, did a pretty good job of reviving that. 
awesome series. Um, and with Raylan Givens, shit, that's pretty badass. Like last week tonight, I feel like it's very similar it's in quality every year, especially if you like For it sure. one year, you'll like it every year. Bob's Burgers did a good job. Black Marites also think did a good job. A lot of people didn't like it. I liked it as much as most seasons. It's not okay. the best, but it's not the worst, you know? Um, Rick yeah. and Morty, I agree. I really like Castlevania Nocturne. I haven't seen that. The, the spin off. Um, it takes place like a gen, like two generations after the events yeah. of the original um, Castlevania. It's pretty good. I never finished Monarch Legacy of Monsters, but I was liking what I was watching. I'm like halfway through that season right now. I haven't started um, that nighty show. Perfectly serviceable. Like it's not great. It's not bad. It's just perfectly serviceable. You know, two episodes, and I was like, eh. uh, wow. so better than that '80s show is what you're saying because that was horrible. Oh, you didn't like? Oh, I never with the '80s show. I don't think I saw that one. Sorry. If I've seen it, I don't remember. Yeah. Jack Ryan finished this year as well. I don't know if you knew that, Roth. I had a I did, yeah. finale I, and everything. I actually didn't finish the last episode. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> you're, on the, yeah. you're on the last episode, huh? Oh, yeah. wow, that's very strange. I'm surprised you didn't finish it since you, I think you got me into it back yeah, then. Yeah, I, yeah I, I dug the fuck out of it. I just couldn't. It's okay. Um, that's all right. No worries. Um... There was uh, one thing here I was going to bring up here. What was it? Um, yeah, so for me, clearly, the uh, what's a missed opportunity that anyone can oh, jump in? Hold on. What's a missed opportunity what? that's your number one show that you wish you saw? Oh, hold on, hold on. Before we get to this missed yeah. opportunity, you said perfectly serviceable or not. Like, Oh, you, were good. Oh, you had one? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought, I thought you didn't know. Oh, no, yeah, I got another oh, one. Oh, my bad. Um... For me, it was just like it was just okay. Um, I saw this one and this one uh, Korean drama. That I know you can, none of you guys saw. It's a uh, Gyeongsung creature. It's essentially like um, uh, reminds me of a. It's like a during the Korean or Jap Japan's uh, take a, uh, overtake of Korea, and they're in uh, Gyeongsung where they do like this Resident Evil esque kind of like creature thing that exists, um, and it was just okay. Um, What's it called? Uh, that Formula One Drive to Survive. They got to do something because they got to figure that out. It was just okay. There was nothing else. I saw. I didn't finish watching the show, but it's just I, people are hyping about it. It's an anime called Sixteen Bit and Sensation, and it's cool. But it's like it's not like so much hype. Yeah. Same with this other anime called The Great Cleric. I had fun watching it, but it was just it was just okay. It was just it's a nice sh- easy show to watch. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's uh, about it because of other other stuff I just didn't finish. So then there's stuff that I don't want to mention. But yeah. I feel like we should at least talk about The Witcher a little bit. I didn't finish it. Witcher is a show I so, started like. Uh, a, were you sure that was uh, 2023? I believe you. I'm pretty it. sure that it was in January. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I believe sure it. Was. So I, I forgot to add that to my list. Oh yeah. yeah, I must have just seen it and forgot to add it because uh, it's harder to keep this list going. I don't have a, li- a letterbox for it. Um, yeah, I, I try to keep it going on my phone, but I forgot a couple. Yeah, I, I forgot. I, I mean, I remembered a couple. I remembered enough to have over. 10, I feel like Matt right but now, but like as we were talking, it was like oh, I forgot that one. Forgot so I have one more. Other two. I mean, I never would have made my top ten. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't remember anything about it anymore, though. I know that it was just, very close to uh, finding. Oh, this I'm sorry. Girl. It was June. It was. It was That's even worse. It was June to July. Even worse. <laughs> That's I thought it was in like January. Nope. It's been less of no, an excuse it was, to forget it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is a less of an excuse. Yeah, that's all right. Anyways, yeah. you were saying, I'm sorry, before we interrupted you. No, nothing. It was just, it was, it was okay. It was, um, 
I don't know. Uh, they, they definitely had a, a graphics upgrade, but it's like it was very inconsistent. They yeah. had a couple like big action sequences, but after that, it was just it was peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys was a lot of the show. Yeah, that's why I probably couldn't get into it. <sighs> Anyways, uh, what was the next list, Oscar? Oh uh, no, was next? I don't remember. Uh, hold on. No, no, the next thing you. Want I know. To I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, Andrews? if you could name like one or two, your top one or two show that you would have wanted to really finish before this list. Uh, Pluto for me, I didn't finish Pluto, and I dug the fuck out of it. It's just a hard show to watch around my family. I don't even know that show. Uh, an- anime on Netflix, okay. um, really cool. It's about the future with AI and robots and stuff like that. Um, that's a good one that I didn't finish. Far- Fargo, I didn't finish Fargo, even though I, you're more ahead of me than I am, and the show is not over. Right, yet. right. Uh, which is kind of weird to yeah, say. Yeah, but, I got it. Um. What's it called? Uh, shit. Jury Duty. I'm, I'm sad that I didn't finish Jury Duty. I, uh, To be honest with you, I didn't go back to it because I didn't want to watch ads. I get it. Which no, I get it. I still did it. Though. I thought it was super fascinating. Yeah, which is kind of shitty, but it is what it is. Like I just didn't want to. All yeah. right, Matt, do you have a one or two or three there? I, I do. I have like two, actually. Two decent ones, I, I think. Ted Lasso was... should be on both of your eyes. Show, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any of it. So yeah, maybe force me to watch that one of these times. Uh, so I don't know if it's good or not because I haven't seen it at all. But the Continental, I I wanted to see oh, it. You missed out. Oscar said it was trash. I did say, oh yeah, because you oh, went to the P. It was trash. I didn't like it, but that's me. You know. Oh, yeah. I it was probably what I was going to pee. He's got high so, standards. Sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe just. I don't know what. I mean, I, don't know, I didn't hear anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm like just cut off that guard because it was right. like it's just it's just, just an opinion. It's just disappointing. It's disappointing when you hear one of those shows. They're like, oh, I want to see it. It's just like the Lord of the Rings show yeah. where I wanted to see it. And then it, that was one of those where I I'm not a it. diehard Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't see it right away. And then when the reviews came out, I was like, yeah, I'm not seeing this. That was it. Yeah, it's really – yeah, it gets to you. I get it. I get, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> and then uh, the, because it just came out less than a month ago was the second season of Marvel What If. Oh, I didn't even forget. I forgot that. Oh too. shit! That, yeah, then I add that to mm-hmm. my list. I guess I would have because I did like the first one. Yeah, it came out in mid to end, like December. Oh, okay, like right after Christmas. I think it was like December twenty fifth or some shit. It was like mm. the first season, first episode. Okay, yeah, maybe because they did like one episode a day. They released. It. Oh really? Oh, um, yeah, better than for like what, the end of December. Thing? So, anywho, my point is is that I wanted to see it. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Marvel fan, anyways. Uh, well, that's also a harmless Marvel fan. It. Like, they can't ruin your fandom. Like right. that show won't ruin your fandom. You know? Yeah, because it, that 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 whole right, it's set up that way. Premise of that is like in the make believe. Right. Of what? Like, what if? But like, what if? Yeah. Right. What if a different thing? Right. Exactly. So yeah, th- those are my two. What if Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive snake? Yeah. Right. Um, so if it's Snake Man, it would be right, Spider-Man. Exactly. Um, for me, uh, missed opportunities. As I think the biggest one is give or take. Uh, the Ralph's number three. What was it called? Huh? Ralph's number three. You guys both had the same number. Oh, three. number four then. Yeah, I was like, wait. The anime. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, elf and shit. Is that your number four? No, I said Loki was number number oh. four. Oh, uh, Freyrin. Freyrin was my number two. Two. Okay, yeah. I was off by one, but in a different yeah. direction. Uh, yeah, I think I really want to see that one. That one sounds really fascinating to me. Um, yeah, you'll dig it a lot. I think so. Yeah, yeah. 
otherwise, um, there's a couple of uh, that Korean drama you mentioned looks in- sounds interesting. I haven't seen any Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, anything like that. But um, one one year at a time, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll eventually Sorry, get it'll, to. It'll be they'll make another I mean, season next year. Technically, right? I did watch a lot of One Piece. I caught up to a lot of One Piece. It's just none of it was really none did. of it was new One Piece. That's it. You know, so yeah, I can't, sure. and none of it's I'm not gonna lie to you. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I have hey yeah. very very brief uh, segue there. Speaking of anime and One Piece, yeah. uh, I'm surprised Ralphie or I don't think you've seen it, but uh, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. That's another one I have to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, nope, I haven't seen that either. So I have uh, two more things here. Uh, one is your your highest potential. So this one means like a show that you watch in 2023 that you feel has the highest potential of being even better. So like it could be a first season. Like Scavenger Rain, if they make a season two, that has the highest potential for me. I don't know if they're going to make that. So if they don't like some of these are my very mini series so they, it's hard to make them count so for me like uh the diplomat which is the number my number 10 on netflix i think that one has a high potential of making even better season two right for me that would be that so do you have something like that i know it's not the biggest risk i think the biggest risk we can all agree is the last of us whenever they get to it that's the yeah. biggest risk because yeah. it's with such yeah. a big property but like beyond yeah. that what do we think I, I'll take a risk with it, and again, I'm I'm going off a very limited list, unlike you guys. Oh, yeah, but I'd say uh, a high risk, high reward would be Twisted Metal. Because oh, right, now, yeah, because they're setting up their the way arena. I look at yeah. it is that Twisted Metal now that they've established themselves enough to get a second season, they might be, get a lot more budget, which means they might not do such a low budget filming of it. Yeah, maybe have more action so, and shit. Yeah. Right, more action and just more um, in general. It's like that's the one thing we went to see that show for is watch cars hit each other, and we barely saw any of that. I feel like we, that's what they need. <laughs> well, not only that, that's but all I, give a shit about. I expected them to introduce a lot more Twisted Metal characters. They only introduced like four or five. I don't know. I felt like there was more. There was like one in every episode. I, I could be wrong. They, they subtly introduced some. Like, we start with Thumper. I mean, the car gets destroyed. Not Thumper, Shadow. Sorry, Shadow, I meant to say. Shadow, we yeah. get Grasshopper. We get Roadkill, right? Of course. We get Outlaw. We get Sweet Tooth. That's already there. We see the Bulldozer. Uh, I forgot the name mm-hmm. of it. Mr. Slam, remember? It's, it, yeah, it was so maybe dick. I just... Um, maybe I didn't I didn't think that far. No, that's okay. No, I mean, but I'm a huge they, nerd they did about this. a couple, this, like, one-offs where they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So they pretty much did all... It's just that they didn't do much with them as a problem. That's why you're. That's what yeah. you're worried about. That's like it doesn't make sense because uh, yeah, because it's not great. That's why. Yeah. So it's not memorable. High, uh, I'd say a high risk, high reward there, especially because Peacock doesn't have much going for them right now. So <laughs> that could really be a staple. You don't say. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's a good. That's. I mean, that's a high risk for sure for them. I hope. I hope they make it. Or, or I don't know. Maybe the Continental. If there's another sequel to that, maybe it's better than the season. I just didn't like it, but maybe other people did. Um. Well, okay. So that's it. That's really all I had on the on TV shows for 2023. Everything else we kind of discussed or discovered our way into it anyway. Um, we already mentioned probably the top two worst. TV or streaming channels was probably between Disney and Prime Video. It seems like for us, like seems to be that's the worst one 
of the year mm-hmm. so far, um, which sucks because those two, maybe not Disney. I think the year one of their shows, it was like number one for us or for you guys with WandaVision and all the other shows they had going on. Yeah. But um, yeah. Prime has been consistently getting worse. Even though, again, they do have good shows that I want to see. They Right now, they have a, a few good shows. I heard good things about uh, that I missed completely on because I forgot the channel exists. But like... I, I think they forget. I think they don't know yeah, how to I was just saying, I think Amazon's too big where they don't give a shit. Yeah, I it's don't just know. Another, it's so weird. Yeah, it, it's like they look just at them and it's like, oh, it's okay for that video. Don't worry about yeah. it. Hey, by the way, you're not making enough money. We're going to add ads on you guys. Yeah, you know? I heard right. about that. I'm that's, like, that's, that's less reasons to go on that channel. Like, it's Yeah, that's good. literally what it is, is because, yeah, less. Amazon's such a conglomerate. It's the same with Twitch. I mean, Amazon owns Twitch. Oh, Twitch okay. is a loss. Twitch has lost money every single year, even before Amazon bought them. And they bought them, and like Amazon's like, hey, you're not making us money. It's like, yeah, no shit. But you're also right. not helping at all. So, yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, all right, so I don't want to be downer on it, but like, we, there's a great TV out there we watch, obviously. I hope you've seen our top 10 or interested in them. Um, check us out. We are done with our top 10 TV shows of 2023. Tune in next week where we review mm-hmm. our last, we do our last top 10 show, which is our uh, discoveries in 2023. Uh, that one, Luke will come back for uh, with us on that one. And Roth, of course, you'll be there for that. Uh, Matthew, thank you for guest starring once again. Um, and next year, I always say this every year. Uh, you never do it, but I always say it. Next year, hopefully, you watch more shit, more TV shows. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can be in the twenties. How about how about how about in the twenties of TV shows? Maybe. maybe I will be on baby watching duty for three solid months. So, so I don't know if that's good or bad. For I have a lot of time to watch that's shows. What pe- that's what our new parents think, anyway. Um, all right. So everyone, uh, until next week, I am Oscar. I'm Ralph, and I'm Matt. See you later. Look, everything in this world is running exactly on schedule. Besides, to leave. We probably have to wait until the movie's over or something. Well, when is that going to happen?